0: this week's edition of the handsome boys we're going to look at a couple movies by director Martin Campbell. You don't know who that is right now but you will by the end of this because he has made some pretty dope action movies in his uh fairly brief career. I think all things considered, uh we're going to get into those movies in a couple minutes, but first, Chris, how are you today?
1: Oh, I'm good, Nathan. How are yeah. you doing, buddy?
0: I'm uh, not bad, not bad. What you um, get up to
1: this week? Uh well, work. Uh, Work work work.
0: I'm almost done the first Metal Gear Solid. That game has been a uh, that's been a, a that's been a chore. I mean, we we're
1: really spoiled. The original Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, we we're really spoiled.
0: So that game came out in 1998, right? So it's 22 years old now. It feels like it in some areas, but yeah. that definitely you can feel like a lot of the. End. I,
1: but it rules though. Like it
0: rules. There's yeah, so many
1: games from that generation that just hold up so there's, well because there's a lot the love put into the them. The parts you know. that
0: do hold up hold up well enough for me to continue want it to continue going on. It's,
1: it's so cinematic. And it like, is. The, he, I mean, obviously, like, we all know it now, but, like, he, uh, what's the guy's name? Ko- Kojima. Uh, Kojima. He really puts energy into world yeah. building. Oh, he does. But the amount of dialogue and
0: um, conversations that you have on your, like, recording of your, your Kodak or communicator device in the game throughout, it's crazy. So, yeah. I've almost wrapped that up. Um, and then, after i am done that, I hope to actually get into some games from this century. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I've got a huge backlog. So <laughs> You and me um, both, man. And I, yeah, I just beat some point-and-click game called Shardlight that was really good, like a sci-fi point. click Oh, game. sweet. So that's pretty much all I did this week. I played games and I worked. What about you?
1: Um, well, um, a little different. So mostly I worked and then uh, I played a lot of video games. Nice, so, nice.
0: So not necessarily in that order.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you beat Doom? I or? have not beat it yet. I think I'm probably a third or halfway through. I, looked at I my just p- got back from the hell dimension and I'm in the destroyed okay. uh, Argent facility. Okay. So
0: So I, I looked at my playtime on Steam for that and it was... Uh, here, actually, we can check that right now. Cause, I got
1: I got mad hours long so far, we were man.
0: debating I, how long it took to beat that game, so just give me one second. I'm just going to check my Steam time here. Like, but
1: like my, my number is not going to have any relevance to that because I'm just I, making a I, meal of I it. I played it for nine hours. That's how long it took me to crush that game. Oh, I'm probably more yeah. than nine hours oh, in wow. already. Okay. <laughs> I take... I'm, I'm doing... I'm finding all the the little shit on the side, like, filling out the, each map 100%. You know, in every level, there's, like, a, a lever you can find. Yeah. You crank it, and it opens up, like, a retro room yeah. from the original. Game. I don't like going there, man. It's, like, the same thing happens in uh, same thing happens in Wolfenstein. You get,
0: keep it thrown into the new Wolfenstein games, keep it getting thrown back to the original ones. You know, ones. I will
1: say, like, I play a lot of indie games, and I kind of don't like how heavily they acknowledge and reference and, like, you know, lace in all these references to like the, the progenitors or whatever of that you know that they're based on. Like I play a lot of platformers mm-hmm. and they're constantly having like, oh look, oh you just jumped over like a like a half a pyramid and touched a flag, you know, as part of this level. Oh yeah. yeah like Mario. <laughs> yeah, they like, want everyone to it. they
0: want everyone to know that at one point in time they also played those games. Yeah. So And know. and they also maybe want to be forgiven. It's
1: we're not ripping it off. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an homage. An homage. Yeah.
0: It's inspired by Right on. Well uh if you don't have anything else interesting to bring up, do you want to jump dive on into? Uh, Y'all yeah, get out of here. To the mask of uh mask of Zorro.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we'll take a break we'll take a and break. we'll come back and we will talk about two uh, Martin Campbell or movies. Martin Campbell movies. Again, By You don't digits. know who that is, but you will. About to find out. Yeah. Ah, blur, the Deadly poke of Zorro. n what does n stand for no no it's a z i am zoro z for zoro
0: i have come to return king arthur to the throne it's a history lesson come to life all right we are back and chris what have we got to start here
1: uh well first nathan we're gonna talk about a movie that i really enjoyed from my childhood the Count of Mexi Cristo, aka the Mask of Zorro.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yeah, this movie is great. Like, I want to like. We don't even have to debate that. I mean, it's it's a well. This movie hits all the points. Probably a little bit too well. You, you know, know? What,
1: man. I saw this movie a bunch when I was a kid. Like, I I, I, I like maybe. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Like, right. Yeah, I saw it in theaters as yeah, well. We went to like, Fourteen
0: lot. or fifteen with this. My came parents
1: had HBO, so I saw it a lot after that when it came nice. out. I think. And I haven't seen it since then, really. And I thought, oh, this probably isn't going to hold up that well. It's like late into the 90s. It might be like really cheesy, nah, you know. It's got and, some uh, element. Like, like it's not a perfect film, but I'd but, say well,
0: for, a, for a blockbuster, it definitely knows exactly what it, what it wants to do and it does I it all very well. I jump
1: ahead to my review, but like, I I was so pleasantly yeah. surprised. I fucking loved it. This movie is an awesome, this is great. big yeah. budget action blockbuster. It's the kind of movie. It's so fun. It's funny.
0: It's the kind of movie, like, you can feel Steven Spielberg's fingers all over it. Yeah. he was the one who originally was developing it. Oh,
1: I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. That.
0: And so he was originally supposed to, I don't think he was going to ever direct it, but he was supposed to be the main, like, EP on it, right? And kind of oversee the production of it eventually he gave it to Robert Rodriguez and he's the one who brought in Banderas of course okay um, and Sean Connery was supposed to play uh, <laughs> Don Hopkins. Diego de la Vega Don but, Diego de la Vega but like he always does he backed out because he probably didn't understand the script or something what is like.
1: up with that he's done that before right I don't
0: I think, I think when he says I don't understand the script he means I've read this I'm not doing this yeah I don't think he's a fucking idiot he doesn't understand these scripts I don't know if he actually said that about it I'm just referencing this famous Lord of the Rings thing, right? And, we
1: were, and then we were deprived of a Spanish folk hero with a Scottish accent. Well, he's already played a Spanish folk
0: hero in uh, The Highlander, right? <laughs> Ramirez. Yes, I am Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's fine. We've already seen it. But yeah, directed by Martin Campbell. It came out in 1998. Its budget was $95 million. Million
1: fucking dollars. And, it, and you can tell. This movie, oh. was, this movie looked like it well, cost a fucking Nathan, fortune. Well, um,
0: fake breakaway wood is really expensive. Yeah. So. Uh, it grossed $250 million most of that was uh uh Western De gross, so that's pretty huge. That's a huge that's a huge hit.
1: $250 million that's
0: a huge in nineteen ninety eight. That's gotta be Antonio, and I haven't looked it up, but that's gotta be Antonio Banderas' his biggest hit is like a headliner, non-spy kids, yeah. you know what I mean? Non-spike. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty huge hit. was he, most, most non-Spy I kinda, wanna, kids I kinda movie. wanna talk about Banderas a bit here for, just to start out before we get into the movie Banderas. because his career trajectory to become where he is now, which is sort of a household name for different reasons, is very strange. Like, he yeah. was... When Desperado came out, he was being marketed and pumped up as, like, the next big thing. The action and then, star. Yeah, and then Desperado kind of, left, like, landed with lukewarm kind of reception. Like, people like it. It's still a fun movie to watch. I like that movie, yeah. Yeah, me too. We'll do that probably on this podcast one day. We'll do Robert Rodriguez, right? Uh, but, you know, he didn't really give him that launch. And then it wasn't until... This movie, he'd already been, been in tons of stuff between, right? You know, b- movies that bomb, movies that were big hits that. R- rattle off was, some Antonio Banderas titles for him. Uh, he was a, like a, as a supporting cast or a uh, main guy. Well, he was in Interview with the Vampire, he was in right. um, Philadelphia. Oh, wow. He was in. Um, uh, Mambo Kings, which is another famous uh, movie from the early 90s as well. Okay. Like, so he's in lots of stuff. And obviously in Spain, like, he's a mega star. Like, all the Pedro Almodovar movies, right? Like, those yeah. are, like, uh, uh, Woman on the Bridge of a Nervous Breakdown, and, you know, All About My Mother. Like, he's in all those movies. I know, you don't know what these are, but no, no that's okay. <laughs> but he was a big star. So for him to land this movie, like... It was a pretty big deal. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, do do they think that this guy has what it takes to be the leading man?" And he just fucking kills it. Oh my god,
1: he's he's for a man who is charisma
0: for a man who's not even a little bit Mexican. No. Uh, not a lot of Mexicans no, in this, Mexicans in a lot of this movie get into a lot of brown face, a lot of uh, miscasting <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines was when Catherine Zeta-Jones was like even though she's not Latin she felt her Celtic fieriness could match the fieriness of a Latina <laughs> <laughs> Not making that up. That's a code. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the let's get into it. So it starts out pre woke. Why don't we get into it? How does this movie start out? Where are we where do we where do we, we fall into this story here? Okay.
1: Well, uh, there's a big opening like text exposition. like in all 90s movies, it's super intense, and there's this hard driving flamenco beat behind it. But uh, it basically explains because
0: it's, it's supposed to be Spanish influenced. Right.
1: Um, I'll I'll summarize and say. We're just post uh, the American War of, or the Mexican War of Independence, right? So eighteen twenty one. Mexico
0: has fallen to Santa Ana, so so yeah. the so Spain is backing off, and then California is the last like holdout territory, I guess.
1: Yeah, and the uh, yeah Santa Ana and the Mexican people, the army of the Mexican people, they've risen up, they've taken take, the taking down. back Mexico from Spain. Yeah, and uh, we open on I guess like. The last days of uh, one old. of the dons, yeah. uh, you know, uh, reign over this Mexican village. Don Montero, played Don, by the, Don Rafael Montero, played by the great Stuart Wilson,
0: chewing the scenery, loving it. Yeah, he Lo- is fantastic, loving every second. He's also movie. badass. We'll get into that too, but yeah. like, it's awesome. Um, so, so the Spanish are they're leaving, and then. Uh, one of my favorite parts is that he manages to save the land for the Dons by giving all the deeds to Tony Amendola yeah uh, he'd he, you know if you ever watched Stargate SG-1 great actor um, right. adopted Canada as his home oh wow okay yeah uh, um, but yeah he uh, <laughs> just like he's like here if, you, if, if Santa Ana doesn't get his hands on these legal documents he won't own the land it's just, yeah I was like don't know how that works when a country is being invaded and conquered but hey whatever what do I know he about? says
1: like, what do I know about he'll tort? acknowledge that they've been dutiful like uh, servants servants of the Mexican people yeah or something, something like, like
0: that. that right yeah. so
1: so so yeah we're, we're in Don Montero's uh, balcony you know hacienda overlooking the village yeah and a couple of things are going on uh, uh Joaquin and his uh, little
0: brother, uh, Alejandro. Alejandro, are uh, precocious young lads. Yeah. They were actually Mexicans, those actors. I looked it up. Okay, the kids are Mexican. Yeah, right. um, but... Uh uh, nobody else <laughs> <laughs> except maybe his brother when he's grown up yeah yeah he might yeah, yeah, or, or, I, or, did, I, I didn't look it
1: up neither uh, did I anyway
0: uh, so while that's happening Zorro's also d- making an assault uh, on the the villa. Well, they're,
1: they're looking because like there's this riot happening yeah. they're looking for Zorro to show up Right? Uh, Montero has this plan to execute like some random Mexican citizens. I, peasants. I think the plan is to draw Zorro What's his in. line? Like
0: three peasants? I can't even remember. Like it's so fucking... I didn't
1: write it down but it's cold. It's like, cold. It's a cold, it's movie guy. It's, it's like, had, who are these men? I have no idea. Look, peasants. Yeah. I have no idea. Three, no, three people... Pulled from the crowd at random. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic bad guy, and this also introduces that you know the best body double of all time, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins' body double. <laughs> yeah,
1: because they're Such really man. trying to make him look like young here, yeah. like. So Mon- Montero's trying to draw. Zorro in, and yeah. he shows up to rescue these these peasants. Don Diego de la Vega. Don Diego de la Vega as Zorro. The original Zorro. But yeah, tell me about like he's he looks ridiculous. They're he trying looks, to they're trying to de-age him. As yeah, best so they, can.
0: so this is proto like they have no digital de-aging technology in 1998 right so they're using like as much fucking bronzer as they can It looks like the
1: fucking hamburger crammed into that mask and hat yeah
0: and they're they're using all this fucking bronzer and like clever camera shots and putting as much black on him as they possibly can to thin him down right
1: it it really looks super weird it looks bizarre
0: right um To be, to be, to, it was great. They didn't have to use CGI for it, yes. right? They managed. To, yeah, yep. They managed to use. I definitely
1: still prefer it over. Yeah, CGI. they
0: managed to use clever camera work and good costumes and lighting and makeup to. But it doesn't even have to be for that long. Just for a, br- a brief period of time. So Zorro kicks some ass. He cuts a Zed onto uh, Montero's neck, which was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. As a memory of Mexico, and he goes back to Spain. But Montero has figured him out. He's figured out that it's oh, and he gives and he and he gives this amulet to those two kids, to the precocious kids. Mm -hmm. But Montero has figured it out. Don Diego is Zorro, and he meets him back at his house with there with his.
1: Sorry, before we get there, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. No problem. D- did, did you clock that scene where Montero is over on his balcony overlooking the people and he's doing cocaine out of his little, like, silver cocaine? Uh, is that what he was doing? He was, yeah. He's, like, nice. starting up both nostrils and he closes it up when uh the other Don shows up and then he, like, wipes his Ugh. nose off with a rag, Like Ellis uh, like and yeah. Die Hard? And then when they get to him later in the movie, he's, like, constantly, like, wiping his nose. Like, he's oh. just had, a, like, a decades-long
0: cocaine problem. Oh, fuck, that's awesome. I, didn't, I did not even pick up on that. That makes me like this character even more. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. No, that's problem. That's no problem. So, yeah, so he so goes back to, you know, Don Diego goes back to his picturesque villa. Like, I gotta say. Wayne, what a, Wayne Manor. What a, yeah, Wayne Manor with the fucking Zorro cave, right? With, uh, he meets his wife, Esperanza, which is such a great... Name for Mexican it's, it's a Mexican country goddess, and uh, Montero's there. It's this previously because I guess he's a don, so he would have been at court with Montero a lot. So they would have he would have known his wife, and obviously Montero's at the house for his wife. This is all laid out. A lot of exposition is laid out. There's a fight. Esperanza gets killed, mm-hmm. uh, and then tell me what the...
1: <laughs> that scene is great. Yeah. So they're fighting. Montero and uh, de la Diego. Vigo, uh are fighting, and. Esperanza somehow gets jumps in the way and one of Montero's guards accidentally shoots her. Yeah. And Montero just realizes it. Without missing it, a beat. Without missing a beat, turns around and just stabs the guy right through the heart with his sword like super nonchalant and he just drops dead. Oh, it was great. It was <laughs> great.
0: Uh, and, uh, this is when I realized, and put some in jail, and then this is when I realized that we were watching The Count of Monte Cristo's Zorro yeah. Edition. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd never picked up on that before, and I was like, what is the It tri-? truly is. It's also, like, by proxy a little bit. Like, he tries to use uh, Alejandro as his proxy. Yeah, toy, like- it's
0: a little bit, like, they obviously take their own, put their own spin on it, but the DNA of Count of Monte Cristo is there, right up to the daughter and, like, the jail, the, j- the prison. Oh, so he puts him in prison and i know i'm skipping ahead a little bit here but the prison warden is played by the late great canadian actor uh maury Chakin mm. the big guy you know with the pig nose and everything right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. great character canadian character Plus, actor I've, I've seen him in lots some of stuff recently lots of stuff he's he died not too long ago so oh, okay yeah a lot of like adam ogoyen and david Cronenberg stuff you'd see him in but a lot of american movies too uh so um yeah don diego goes to jail montero returns to spain uh, time goes by 20 years 20 years 20 years later and uh, now Alejandro's all grown up uh, with his brother and they are total scumbags
1: yeah we start on the scene of Alejandro and his brother Joaquim being dragged as like um, you know captures captured bounties by this uh like cowboy. Yeah, right? Three-finger Jack. Three-finger Jack. He's great. Play he right plays Three-finger Jack. I got to look that he's up not, real quick. I looked him up. He's not in a lot of stuff. No. He is in something else big, but as like a small part. But man, he's just electric. Like he's a real uh scene stealer. He really is. scene like, he's like, in? Yeah, he's so uh expressive in all of his dialogue. So, yeah, they're uh the Marietta brothers, right? So he's the, it, it seemingly uh, Three Finger Jack has captured the Marietta brothers. He's bringing them into the local town to try to collect a bounty. He's a duster
0: actor. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a western yeah. guy.
1: Um, yeah, so he's bringing them into this town to collect the bounty, right? Uh, There's a really funny scene there where uh, he takes the Wanda poster and they're debating how much he's gonna get for the yeah, it's like brothers. Two hundred pesos for both of yeah, you. Yeah, two hundred pesos for for the, both of you. Yeah, and it's funny because yeah, uh, Antonio Banderas, Alejandro, was like looking over his shoulder. He's like, "How much are we worth?" Well, he's still such like a tr- That's such a trope, eh? Yeah. Like the criminal wanting to know, like, only four yeah. hundred. What is I, that? I know you I know caught me, but uh, how, how much? How much, much are we worth? Um, and then uh, yeah, it's it's a ruse. They're a gang together. Yeah, it's uh, a all ruse. They're not actually handcuffed. They kill all these. Uh, uh, what Spanish soldiers, Mexican, Mexican soldiers, soldiers. Yeah. and uh, take their uh, strong box off of their coach and uh, give some to the talents people. On their but way out. then they run a foul. This around. is their racket. Oh, yeah, they immediately run into Captain Love. <laughs> what a great! So I looked American, up American cavalryman. Yeah, so I looked up the actor who plays them.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Matt Letcher. Terrible name. Daz, yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why... He has been in a shitload of stuff. Like, this guy has worked consistently throughout his entire professional career. Yeah, a but this Chris. is probably his biggest thing between... I didn't recognize anything else. Between that, that and, like, I guess he's on that Legends of Tomorrow show that everyone's obsessed with and one of the main characters. So, I think... But, like, he's been in a ton of movies. I could not... I've seen all these movies that he's been in. Like, he's been in Enemy of the State. He's been in 13 Hours uh, Benghazi movie or whatever by Michael Bay. I cannot picture who he played in any kind of, of those movies. honestly got kind of
1: incredible-looking face. But he, he's a good villain in he's this. He's great in this. So, he... So he's, he, like, sadistic and, like, yeah. like uh, deadpan. So he catches
0: them. Alejandro gets away. And then he viciously murders Joaquin. He decapitates him.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't murder Joaquin. He says he's going to enjoy it or something. No, and then Joaquin, Joaquin shoots himself. spits in his face, pulls out his pistol, and shoots himself in the chest. In the heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he cuts his head off. And then the medallion goes oh, flying. Oh, I fucking so loved him. that. Yeah, so right off the bat here, like, we should make it. Like, this movie is PG-13 at a time when PG-13 was, like, specifically designed to water down movies, right? Yeah. And this, this movie... is more
1: the other way around, This right? movie is,
0: like, borderline, I'd say, in terms of its violence. Like, there's not a lot of sex in it, really, or bad language, although we no. did see some drug use, apparently. Yeah. I- illicit, <laughs> illicit drug use. Uh, but...
1: Like this one is pretty savage. So he decapitates Joaquin. I mean, he don't when see you the factor fly. in what's happening to these people and how often it's happening, I mean, guys are getting like you know these are um, what kind of swords are these? Like sabers, uh, sabers, yeah, and, and cutlasses or whatever. They're they're thin. I mean, they're just stabbing guys right through the center of the yeah. chest. Frequently, I mean, those guys are piercing your heart. Right, you're yeah.
0: dying. Uh, so. Uh, we cut away and we see that, that uh, Montero has returned secretly
1: early yeah he returns to the shores to, to, of to go to the prison
0: on uh, on the prison island to uh, to see if he can find um, zorro see if he's if Don Diego still alive so this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie where they line up all the inmates <laughs>
1: yeah, and yeah. they
0: bring in uh, Montero and uh, they're like who is and Mori Chakin is like if any of you has ever been the man who has known as Soro and then they all do a fucking Spartacus
1: uh, Spartacus thing where they're like ah, I'm Zoro there's this black guy and he's uh-huh. just like no it's just me I am Soro." so uh funny thing about that on the credits on imdb um all those actors are listed as things like black zoro leper zoro crazy zoro short <laughs> zoro i would watch black zoro i would definitely watch black
0: zoro he's no jive turkey <laughs> um so so right so he doesn't he doesn't identify don diego who manages to disguise himself and then Don Diego takes this opportunity to escape after one of the prisoners gets brutally murdered by a guard yeah. just thrown into a wall and his head caved in he just in. smashes
1: his face yeah. in a
0: brick wall so he does the whole double fake dead body berry uh trick you know that we've seen so many times to perfection
1: um
0: and uh manages to escape um any other observations? That's that?
1: great, right? Like, they, uh, he pretends to be the dead body, they bury him, and he actually, like, yeah. waits till nightfall and digs himself out yeah, with his sword. it's great.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then we cut to, uh,
0: I mean, I, <laughs> I love these movies where you just have, like, so much coincidence, right? So, yeah. Banderas is drinking in the, he's drinking himself stupid Oh,
1: playing drunk, so great. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And,
0: and then he's just about to trade the medallion for, you know, another drink. And of course, Don yeah. was like, where did you get that? It just happens by, where yeah. did you get that?
1: Yeah, so, well, I think we, met, we didn't say in the beginning, but Zorro, like, in the opening scene, the exposition scene, he gives, the kids, I the that. kids I say, he uh, gives him the medallion. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I didn't, maybe
0: I didn't preface the significance of it. So, subject,
1: so yeah, so he's got this medallion, it was his brother's, now it's his. So he's gonna trade it for whiskey, like you said. So he goes, um... Uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins says, uh, "You should not trade something like that for a mere shot of a mere glass of whiskey." And then Antonio Bernard yeah. says, uh, "Why? You think I could get two for it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think I should ask for two? it's great so uh, he sees
0: Captain Love with his brother's head in a box for some reason Mm -hmm. and uh, wants to go kill him Hopkins talks him out of it and they have one of the most hilarious like first of all we don't realize how much bigger Anthony Hopkins is in real life than Antonio Banderas yo
1: I was gonna point this out later he's twice his size man there's a scene in the end where like him and Catherine Zeta-Jones and Antonio Banderas are like all touching hands together there's like a close up on it his hands are fucking huge he's a big dude yeah, Anthony Hopkins is a big, he's a big dude, guy, and he. So it makes
0: sense when he just like fucking tools around like with his stick, just smacks uh, Banderas around, smacks Alejandro around.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he, well, but he Dick slaps him with his sword, yeah. when he's like trying, well, trying to get
0: out of. Like this was all. Ha- this all happens very fast and very conveniently. Like, oh, you're going to be my new Zorro, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So he brings him back to the Zorro cave, the
1: Lair of Zorro, the Lair of Zorro, <laughs> and uh, into the battle circle, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah there's a fun line where they're talking about before they do the mo- the training montage yeah. and they're talking about motivations and he's talking about how he's going to get revenge on Montero and I think uh, Alejandro's like well why don't you just go and kill him and he's like there are complications and Antonio Bender and Alejandro says what complications and then he just doesn't say anything and then uh, Alejandro says I can see we're not going to spend too much time talking. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's so it, well. There's written. a there's a lot of witty, a lot of good witty. Mostly repertoire. from from uh, Antonio Banderas. It's from Hawkins Al- together, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I so said that great training montage. Um, yeah, what, a, what, okay. what did you
1: call it? the the
0: the circle? Battle the, circle or the, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, something. It was pretty cool. But, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. So there's one scene I I love where he's where he's jumping around the ropes yeah I remember noting oh that's how they train you how to swashbuckle yes
1: yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's swashbuckling practice swashbuckling practice <laughs> you can either do it on like the deck of a ship or in your fighting circle um
0: and I thought that the sword fighting in this movie is so
1: on point mm. like, whoever they train is, whoever the sword
0: oh, masters yeah, were oh yeah and
1: the fencing and all that is fantastic throughout and when you first really cool and course. I had an idea like when you first see Zoro like Go like, or
0: Banderas go off as Zoro to steal the horse because he sees a, he gets his eye on this black horse. He yeah. wants that to be Zoro's horse, right? Yeah. Uh, when he's going to steal it, I thought they should make, a, like, Ubisoft should make a Zoro game with the Assassin's Creed engine.
1: Oh my god, that would Like, be how so cool good. would
0: that be and then have, like, a cool whip mechanic in there, right? Oh,
1: yeah, I would love, like, or like the, what's that, um, Rocksteady or whatever, the guys that make the Arkham games, like, any kind of third person fast fighting mechanic where you could just be swashbuckling but the and like parkour doing backflips but the parkour yeah. aspect of the of Assassin's well, of like Creed well like climbing with, yeah, over yeah everything. like running over and yeah because like, he, did, he did
0: that like he was like Assassin's Creed he was parkouring over everything and flipping around and jumping and like it's so cool right and this is where he finally meets Catherine Zeta oh. who is uh, who we, we forgot to mention so she is Don Diego's daughter who was adopted and raised by um Montero.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Montero, after he uh, threw yeah. Diego in prison, he took his daughter and raised her as his Yeah, home. just
0: like in the Count of Monte Cristo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, what early love of another, Chris, uh, Chris's life, uh, another, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah,
0: once again, not uh, remotely Mexican or Latino. No, no, no. I believe, I believe like, like Anthony Hopkins, also from Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. So, well, why don't you take us to the next? Well, uh, I, I want to talk about the scene that you just said, where he's trying to steal the horse, like his first like mission out as uh, Proto Zoro. Yeah. It's fucking great. There's so much. Yeah. So there's this uh, scene, the scene where he's stealing the horse, right? His yeah. first, his first mission out as Proto Zoro. Proto Zoro. Uh, it yeah. is. Awesome. Yeah. There's a ton of great choreography. This is a really cool like action set piece. Some really funny shit with the guards too. Oh, there's, there's the little guy with the mustache and yeah. then eventually the big guy, right? Um classic. I just I was going to say there is so much Bugs Bunny shit going on yeah. in this scene, man. They all at one point they all have him surrounded, they pile on him and then he just like sneaks out the bottom and like dusts his hands off and they're still like in the pile together. And then there's another scene where they all they turn around, the ca- they see that he's there and yeah. he's already standing in front of a cannon with his like a, a lit torch in his hand, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's gonna drop it on him.
0: Yeah, it's great. Or wow. when he
1: smashes the big guy's face with the two little oh, cannonballs. So good, he man. spits all his teeth out. The
0: fight the fight sequences in this movie are all really good, but this is the first time like since the beginning of the movie you finally get to see when like in Antonio Banderas right? do yeah. some squash
1: buckling. <laughs> um yeah no I really I thought that was really funny it was what, also when he's leaving and he's gonna steal the horse he's like up on the balcony yeah. he's like he doesn't have a name for the horse yet so he's like Psst, hey ho- you horse you horse 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stormy Shadow get, get yeah, over here. Stormy
0: Shadow <laughs> I love that yeah that was great it's very funny very well written who actually wrote this I didn't actually write. who wrote the screenplay of this movie I wonder if they've done other. That. I wonder if they've done other um other movies with clip, like uh, let's see screenplay by John Esco oh uh I don't know any of these people. <laughs> John Esco. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Good screenplay, though. R- yeah. Really really funny, really well written. Um, after this is sort of the Count of Monte Cristo stuff, right? Where he's got to pretend to be a Spanish nobleman. We,
1: we must talk about the best scene, like one of the best scenes where when he finishes stealing the horse, he runs through the church. and oh, He yeah. pretends to be, right? he hides in the yeah. uh, confession booth. Yeah, and then realizes Captain Zeta Jones is on yeah. the other side of it. There's just so much funny back and forth between oh, them. It's He's great. like, she's doing confession, and she's like, uh, "Forgive me, I, Father." I, I have sinned. Yeah, it's like she's like, "I broke the fourth commandment." He's like, uh, "To kill somebody?" To kill somebody? <laughs> she's like, "No, Father." Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, Stole. <laughs> it's like, in in what way did you break this most sacred of commandments? Yeah, <laughs> um, and and the Boy, she's like, uh, "I had impure thoughts about a man," and he gasps, and she's like, "I." did
0: (laughs) that's hilarious very funny that's really well that's good timing yeah yeah yeah. so this is her felt a little improv did this come out did this come out before or after entrapment i don't know wouldn't that have been hilarious if sean connery was in this and then this was like the second movie in a row that zeta jones would have done with sean connery (laughs) because that movie like I had like an awakening in that one. She's uh, crawling through the lasers.
1: I had it in this one and that one. Yeah, yeah. those. I was gonna say those are two trailer moments that really affected uh, young Chris's young brain. Chris, that, yeah. The 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 entrapment one where she's going into the lasers, oh, God. and in this one when he cuts her her whole uh, blouse. We'll, we'll, or, get, we'll or, get into you know, the sex. We have
0: on. to do the sex sword fight. We're not quite there the, yet, yeah, right? The first sex we have,
1: sword fight. First, we have to talk
0: about uh, the Count of Monte Cristo stuff where he dresses up as you know. El canto
1: oh yeah it's like, well, there's one thing I haven't taught you yet that's completely out out, out of your reach What what is that Matters. Ch- no charm. charm
0: yeah Antonio's gonna gonna, Antonio's gonna teach him charm right yeah uh, Antonio Banderas who we should mention is uh, tanned to the point of looking almost like a
1: prune at this point <laughs> okay. in the movie he is so dark
0: yeah <laughs> he is dark you know and he's looking like a Spanish nobleman you don't have to make him look that tanned right like they didn't make Montero look that tanned
1: no <laughs> like you don't have to like you don't have to Bronzes Although, skin. Montero looks weird too, man. Like his, they got old makeup on. No, him. they got the white, the pink stuff, yeah, the, white, the, the blush, they right. got the blush. That's that's what, that's what Spanish. It makes noble, him look like he's got tuberculosis. But that's what Spanish
0: noblemen actually looked like. They wanted to. Be oh, pale. they like powdered their what, faces. The, the term blue blood. Comes, it means sangre azul it means blue blood they wanted to be so pale that you could see their fucking veins wow. going through them man. like they,
1: so means else? you're not means you're not out working in the you're sun not working in the sun right
0: or you don't have any or you don't have any more in you ah, oh, right. Right.
1: quote unquote more yeah something people are still worried about oh yeah yeah especially in europe more means black guys more
0: means muslim person <laughs> saracens we're gonna do a crusades episode one day that'll be fun <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Chris and Nathan's right-wing political <laughs> podcast. We're taking this thing in bold new directions. Yeah, talking slanted with Chris and Nathan. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, back to uh, back to the the big ball, the big event, right? Where, where they, they got to go. Yeah, there.
1: the party at the hacienda. Oh,
0: so we also find out about Montero's evil plan where he is mining gold. To try to
1: buy. We, don't, we find out about that after oh, the party. Do we? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry, because he, he gets all the Dons together. Okay, I, did, I wanted party. to make sure
0: I didn't gloss over that one. Yeah, that's so that's being, key. We talk about careful. That. Okay, but so we're going there, I guess, to find his weakness. I guess then at this point, that's what yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. He's trying to
1: infiltrate the inner circle of the Dons and find yeah. out what Montero's up to or get some dirt on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. I really liked a lot of this. It's really tense. Like you don't also know have the. Colin the Hunter was Hunter's going to blow it when he's trying to pretend to be charming, and he like does a good dude, job. Dude, he becomes her. the
0: best dancer in the world with two <laughs> lessons from Anthony Hopkins, apparently. Yeah, right? apparently
1: the way to get into like the Don Montero's good graces is to like sexually dance like his dance fuck his daughter in the middle of a party. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he absolutely loved at that at his house. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was. Uh, oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he also he totally fucking like. Emasculates uh, Captain Love oh, yeah. a couple of times in there. It's pretty good. He actually takes uh, Captain Zeta Jones from him, right? He's like, sorry to interrupt, but you wanted back at the table. Like, Montero wants you back at the table, which he does not. No. They're not even there, but then he just starts dancing with her. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's great. Oh, it's a great, like,
0: goofy scene with wicked music playing in the background you know like good flamenco and tango music playing in the background I like
1: the soundtrack of this movie the score it's very like like, like, cliche it's a ton a ton of well a lot of the action stuff just has this slowly uh, increasing um, in tempo flamenco tapping without even any guitar or anything just you know like it's
0: really good yeah got a real latin flavor to it.
1: Yeah. it. Sure does. It's got a real what white people think latin flavor is going on to it. So uh so all the uh the dons including Alejandro get invited up to Montero's office and he shows them his plan to purchase California
0: from Santiani. Yeah, from Santiani. From Santiani. <laughs> Henceforth will be known as Santiani. Yeah. Uh for the Great Cotton Hill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Santiani wants to. Uh, apparently, uh, I don't think this is historically accurate. I don't think that uh, anybody ever. No, had No, this, see, this to, seems like a movie thing. It seems like yeah. It, I
1: mean, you know, Bond villainous. It's, it's very of. Bond villainous. It's
0: <laughs> like I'm going to use Santiani's own money yeah. to buy California from. So they're mining. They're mining this in California with slaves. So they take them to the the mine where. The conditions of the peasants are, are, you know, spread out or laid out. And uh, we see another appearance by the great three-fingered Jack.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So we got this mine. We learn he's using slave labor. I feel like a lot of the budget of this movie went to this fucking mine, I was going to say the same thing. They definitely built this thing. They built it. Yeah, it's It's like a full set of, like, a, you know, 19th century mine. So... But even what I read is that even mine into the mountain and mine go no. Then <laughs> they they use that's part of that, that old budget to pay for the movie. True yeah. story. The plot Montero's plot it's based on how the producers got this movie made. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's using child slave labor. You know. That's how you know he's a villain, because he's using child slave labor domestically instead of exporting it out to Southeast Asia like yeah. most legitimate businessmen
0: yeah. do. Yeah, that's really what he should be doing. You know, if he was more, I don't think they had that option yet. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're we're about 30, 40 years away from that being an option <laughs> until we found out how small and nimble their fingers were.
1: I guess he had to make do, yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, how, how small
1: what? and nimble their yeah. fingers were. To
0: be fair, they did, the Spanish <laughs> government did have the Philippines at that point, so they were, and they were exploiting the shit out of the labor really, really yeah. badly there, right? So I think they'd already figured out Southeast Asia's uh, nimble fingers. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so like you said, three fingered Jack is there. Speaking right? of nimble fingers, he's, he spots Captain Love, I think, right?
0: Yeah, and he gives a big impassioned speech about how uh, they're parasites, and then he tries to go for the ultimate kill. <laughs> well, he
1: go, well, first he goes, like, uh, Love is like, hey, I know you. And he's like, you bet your ass you do, Peckerwood. Yeah, Peckerwood. <laughs> and he slides down the
0: mine slide. You know, I guess when they, like, the rocks get slid slid down at some point. Yeah, it's and like a he mine sli- yeah, He slides down. And he gets propelled into the air. And he's flying through the air with a fucking pickaxe, like, screaming. And then Love pulls out a gun and blows them out of the air. <laughs> yeah. Mid-air.
1: Yeah. Not all gun physics work, but it looks dope it as hell. It looks pretty fucking cool. It, like, clotheslines him. I don't really he care He does, like, him. almost a back. It was awesome. Took him out. Yeah. That was yeah. a hard-caliber pistol. Oh, Definitely. Obviously, this affects Alejandro, because this was his partner. But he can't let on, because he's pretending to be, uh... I, I, what was his name as, as uh something de
0: Castile Fernando de Castile yeah
1: I didn't write it down de Castile I'm pretty sure Um, but yeah so he's pretending to be a Don he can't reveal that he's just watched his old partner get murdered but he does go up and look at him which you know that seemed kind of like a risky move to, to go up and, and, you know, lament the death of this uh, slave. But then yeah, you
0: know, the Captain
1: the Love has a great line where he's like smiling and Alejandro's like, something funny about this? And he's like, yeah, it's just funny. This is the second time I've shot this man as he was flying through the air. Because <laughs> the first time he shot him, he yeah. was jumping off his stagecoach to attack him and he blew him out of the air. That is actually pretty funny. <laughs> uh,
0: right, so then, uh, now that... Zorro has figured this out. He is horrified. He's going to put a stop to this. They're not going to let this happen. He, um... Uh... Infiltrates the Dawn's mansion the next night. Before
1: before that, a quick little maybe important scene is they, uh, Captain Zeta-Jones goes into the barn where Alejandro's horse is and runs into Anthony Hopkins and they have like a little... Like subtle back and forth, you know, she, she, he doesn't, he can't tell her that he's actually her father, but like they talk about her mother and he, like, you know, kind of drops some hints or whatever. I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't remember I don't that remember part. It's pretty brief. Really? Yeah. I, I'm just
0: trying, I'm sorry, I'm blacking out here. It's, I'm just trying to think about that part and I cannot remember that scene yeah, at all. Yeah, she keeps
1: saying stuff like, are, are you sure we've never met before? Oh. Something so familiar about your yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe I do remember that part.
1: I don't know if that was. This is where it happened, but there's also a scene. Because my mind literally goes from like they're in the, the mine, and then he's infiltrating the mansion. No, they have a little chat about that first. Okay. They decide to take, he's going to go in and steal evidence of the plan so or whatever. Yeah, because right? he doesn't know how to get to the mine because they had the coaches uh, blacked out the whole right. way there. So uh, that's so that's one of my
0: favorite parts of the movie. I
1: don't know if you clocked this scene. It's somewhere around here where Captain Zeta Jones is just walking through the streets of the village. And, like, an old lady comes up to her and gives her, like, a gift of a silk scarf or something like that. Yeah, because she recognizes her. Yeah, she's like, I I loved your mother. You know, I took care of you. I was your nanny or whatever. And she's, like, in disbelief. But something that's really funny about that scene is the woman is speaking to her in Spanish. And her daughter has to translate for Catherine Zeta-Jones into English, <laughs> who is born and raised in
0: Spain. <laughs> Look, they don't speak Spanish in Spain, okay? They speak—I uh, well,
1: don't know—they speak English with a Spanish
0: accent. Uh, it is entirely possible that growing up in a court uh, speaking very Castilian Spanish and going to She like might a, not
1: understand this—going this to a
0: tiny town, Mexican the, villager, yeah, the uh, the like patois that they would speak there all right tough to understand. I'll give it to you. I'm just trying to... Uh, one thing I want to do here, um, just before we queue up the next scene, is I kind of want to just play this while the music plays from this action sequence, because we were talking about how great the music is, so I want to see if we can get some volume uh, here in just a moment. Um, okay.
1: This doesn't, why this doesn't, doesn't set, work. We'll set, go. We're going to Set this up for me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, so this is uh, basically... Um, And Alejandro invades the hacienda again and makes off with a map to the mine, or some maybe it's a map. It's some kind of evidence of where the mine is and what their evil plan is, right? And he escapes, but he passes through the barn where he is cut off by Captain Zeta Jones, uh, who puts a knife, a sword to his throat. Before
0: that, though, he gets into it with everybody. Oh yeah! Before that, I just want to see if we can uh, play this with the music going here. For one sec, just because the music is so good while this action scene happens, Let's see if we can do this. Probably right, turn the volume on. I did.
1: Oh no! I was some technical difficulties. Can we layer it in over top?
0: I was some technical difficulties we, over here. Can we do that in post? Huh? Is it
1: it possible to double track that in post?
0: Oh, weird. That one's working, huh? Well, we'll have to. We can. We can do that in post. Let's cut this out. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Anyway, so we decided we're gonna try and do it in post. Yeah. But. Uh, do you want to do you want to describe it? But like the scene where he, where he breaks back in to get this. Yeah, so he breaks
0: back in. Um, he's being all stealth. Uh, uh, he, it's pretty great. He yeah. that, when
1: he takes the map, he drops the sword down from the ceiling and <laughs>
0: pokes it. Yeah, uh, he eventually does confront both Captain Love, uh, Captain Love, and they fight. But this is what I love is how Montero, probably high on cocaine, I'm now realizing, <laughs> <laughs> um, just. Flies out of nowhere and yeah. starts like furiously fighting, and this is like a fucking sixty-year-old man. Yeah, man. And he is just
1: going with his old man strength, and I, I love it. I kind of learned that like he knows how to sword fight, and he taught his daughter how to sword fight as well.
0: I like it when bad guys are good at fighting, and they're yeah. not just like, but like you can believe that they're good at fighting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like one terrible, even though he's sure. an old man, but it's like that's the thing is, it's like proper fencing, right? So you wouldn't have to necessarily be young and spry to be really good at it. You buy him and Don De La Vega as capable sword fighters, even in their 60s. Absolutely. Um, And then, uh, yeah, he uh, has a pretty cool showdown. uh, Love, Captain Love, where he, um, he almost kills him. And then I think that's where he gets cut off by... Uh, Montero and yeah. sort of guards or whatever. Yeah, so they have a big fight, and like you said, he ends up in the yeah. He gets out of the, somehow he gets away from it's that. a really well choreographed fight. Like it I really
0: like right. I really like that scene a lot. Yeah,
1: but then he runs into Captain Zeta Jones as he's trying to get back on his horse, and she puts a sword to his neck. It's such a great scene. Like he doesn't uh, pay her any mind at first. It's like it's like no, I don't have time for this. this, this he her sword. the way, she puts it back to his throat. All, again. She's all chauvinistic about it. There, he goes, he goes. Uh, I don't have time to teach you the proper technique. Oh. And she, she's like, I already know the proper technique. I know the proper technique since I was five.
0: Or yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. So this is a very sexually charged sex sword fight of sex. Yeah. A lot of sexiness and chauvinism going on well, here. Yeah. I'd, dress cutting. I had to take
1: a little. Uh,
0: you know, three minute break. Uh... Three minutes. Kind of a fucking endurance master are you? <laughs> More like a twenty five second break. Uh, no, I thought it was. Yeah, this is a, this is this is a class. This is the big scene from the trailers, right? Yeah, yeah that's the trailer her, moment. Cutting her shirt, you get to see her her fucking cleave, her <sighs> sexy cleave, her, her Zeta cleave. Yeah,
1: I mean, oh they. they is that the scene no, there was a scene earlier where he calls her a handsome woman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a very handsome. This woman. is why I'm saying we're meant to be. I'm a handsome boy. She's a handsome woman. Yeah. I don't know why we're penis footing around here. <sighs> Pad. I don't hand. know
0: why your penis handing around here. Penis,
1: <laughs> penis <and laughs> handing around.
0: Yeah, that's a great scene. Um, and then there's the big, you know, the chase on the horses and all that stuff.
1: Um, there was a really funny scene after this where he's back at the Zorro lair. And he's like, they're arguing, you know, because um, now... Well, it's yeah, all come out, right? De- yeah, De La Vegas you going know, to get his revenge. He's like, oh, this training and whatever, for what? And, and Antonio Banderas, Alejandro, takes off his mustache and goatee. Yeah. And it's like... There was a scene earlier in the movie, the, 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 the montage, where he's learning to be Zoro, where he's been shaved, and it looks like, oh, he shaved this mustache and goatee, but then you find out later... It's just, it just pasted it on. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> like, finally get to see... it.
0: Finally get to see handsome, clean-shaven Banderas eventually, yeah. right? It's just so funny. Like, if you look at Desperado, like, he's so weird-looking in that. He's so puffy and chubby and, like... Yeah. And this, he's all like weird and angular. Like, is a, he's, a, he's a chameleon? This actor, man. Like, how far apart are those movies? I, I believe Desperado, I believe three years. Desperado. Ninety-five, I 95. think, and then. Uh, it's weird
1: because he's younger in that too, right? Usually with actors, they get bloated as they get older because they're just drinking all the time or whatever. I think maybe he was drinking a lot more in that, but he's already been, the thing was he'd already been around for a while. Like maybe they been, just got him in shape because he knew he was going to have to do some swashbuckling I think so. and He
0: was going to he doesn't
1: really do that much in, in Desperado. He's like maybe rolling over a table or something. Flies, like slides down some stuff, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to take us through the uh, finale of this? on notes for the finale.
1: Okay, so um, basically, it all convenes at the mine, right? So, Love and Montero are there, and Alejandro ambushes them there. Um, He gets in a fight with Love, uh, and then uh, Don Diego de la Vega shows up, decides to do the right thing. He shows up here, and then he tries to fight Um, Montero. Meanwhile, um, Love or Montero have set up a uh, literal uh, ticking clock here. Yeah, big bomb uh, of a of a fuse that they've been let That's gonna blow up the whole mine. Oh, that's right. We missed the part where they discussed their plans because they they know that the evidence is leaked. That like Zorro got the evidence, yeah. so they're gonna destroy the mine with all of the slaves in yeah. it to bury the evidence. Yeah. They've already got the gold.
0: Nobody will ever know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the evidence. So they got all. You got this big row of all these slaves lined up in cages, like in in in, in uh, behind bars. And then you got this fuse that's gonna blow up the mine. You got Alejandro fighting Captain Love, and you got Don Diego de la Vega fighting uh, Don Montero. Uh, And yeah, I think my favorite part of this is the end of the fight between Alejandro and Captain Love. So they have a great, great choreography. They're swashbucking all over the place, doing all kinds of cool shit. Let's call him Zorro. Because Zorro, yeah. And uh, he, uh, at one point, there's like a beam between them, and they're like fighting back and forth over it. And he like kicks yeah. Captain Love's sword out of his hands. It goes over the beam. He catches it, goes under, and stabs him that right through so the center of the cool. chest. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. And then like ten seconds later, a cart full of gold gets pushed off the <laughs> Clutched, top, and yeah. fucking rains gold <laughs> bars all over him, just crushed by his golden, own hubris. Golden
0: head. Yeah. Golden head crushed by gold. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was fucking fantastic, and of course you have the uh, the very sad. I actually completely forgot that uh, Don Diego De La Vega sacrifices himself.
1: Yeah, the he, he good. The, the the showdown between Montero and De La Vega is started by him showing up and telling Captain uh, Zeta Jones that he's his actually father, his father. Yeah. And she realizes it and kind of turns on her father there, and, like she's conflicted at one point, but she eventually saves De La Vega or whatever from being killed by him. But, uh, yeah, he, he dies. Yeah, like you said, there's like kind of a, a gripping moment where he, uh, what is he? He's like, oh, I, I lost you... No, I found uh, Yeah, it. 20 years only to lose you again. Yeah. Or whatever. She's like, oh, you'll never lose me. And then weirdly, he takes Alejandro or like,
0: I, I gave you permission to marry her. Yeah, right?
1: please, fuck
0: my daughter. Fuck her as hard as you can. <laughs> uh, it's what I would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody wants to hear, right? And yeah. their dying father in law. <laughs> Just give it to her heart, sonny. You heard what he said. You right? heard what he said. That's your father's dying wish, man. You want to disappoint him? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Starts unzipping.
0: <laughs> I know where we can get some good jaritos around here. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Uh, uh, like the uh, those wrap up Zorro. So a couple things I just want to say. Like, I'm a little disappointed that I mean, as much as I love Antonio Banderas and he was the only obviously the only actor who they could have gotten at that time to play Zorro. It's kind of disappointing that even in nineteen ninety eight, with all the millions of Latin Americans that are in the U S., they couldn't have found a true Mexican American.
1: There really weren't a lot. Not at that time like, actors. They weren't being allowed into Hollywood. I think basically for yeah. a long time, right? Like well, Mexican like, actors yeah. aren't respected in were respected. Well, who
0: like soul. even if you look at it today, I was trying to think of today, man. Like who do you have? Danny Trejo. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez is a director. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jay Hernandez. Uh, Michael Pena. Yeah. yeah. Those are really the only guys, right? It's kind of sad that just yeah, kind of that dis- is
1: that is a bummer. It kind of
0: disappointed me, right? Cheese Marin. Yeah. There you go. He's one of the biggest, but he's old. <laughs> but there you go. Like that, that kind of disappointed me, but overall I give uh Zorro uh, five Zeds cut into flesh out of five.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it uh five out of five gold bars with the seal five of the Spanish s- royal court.
0: Nice. Well done. All right. Uh, so that was The Mask of Zorro. Uh, we're going to be back in just a little bit here. Uh, we're going to talk about GoldenEye. Oh boy, one of the best Bond movies of all time, GoldenEye. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back soon.
1: Bye. Bye. GoldenEye, I found his weakness GoldenEye
0: All right, we are back, and Chris, what is up next?
1: Uh, we are going to talk about uh, pro Brexit movie Double O Goldeneye. <laughs> 007 in <and> Goldeneye. <laughs> pro Brexit. Yeah. Uh, so I have to feel like uh, you know James Bond and them would probably be pro Brexit if there were if. You know, M for sure. This incarnation of M,
0: yeah. I don't know yeah. about Ray. I don't know about new Ray finds M. No, though. no, he's, he's he's too liberal. He's, he's a too new, woke.
1: The new liberal
0: yeah. M for sure. Um, he'll have his beer a, with you. Uh, so another Martin Campbell movie. So let's uh, let's just real quick before we dive into Golden Let's dude. talk about Martin Campbell a little bit. So
1: this guy, the, my favorite director. I didn't know was my favorite yeah, director, I guess. and that's sort
0: of why um, we're doing this. Is not because the first. Okay, so we basically were talking about. Movies. We thought maybe we we're going to do some Bond movies. We looked at Golden Eye. You know, what? I don't want to do a full Bond one this week. Um, we'll do a different Bond thing someday. And you're like, well, how about another movie by the same director? And you said, oh, Mask of Zorro. And I was like, right. And then you m- listed off a couple other movies that this guy has directed. And this yeah, guy,
1: anyway.
0: uh, I'll, I'll give you. So starting with um, starting with uh, Golden in '95. He did a movie before that, but not a lot of people know about it mm-hmm. it's called No Escape. Well, starting with GoldenEye Eye '95. He did the Mask of Zorro in '98. Vertical Limit in 2000, <laughs> Beyond Borders with Angelina Jolie and Clive Owen in 2003, terrible. Is that, is that bad? Yeah, it's bad. I, I like uh, uh, The Legend of Zorro... So he did the sequel, which was we didn't actually talk about that. Is,
1: uh, not we, very. We can well. talk about this off. off it did mic, okay.
0: It was is okay. Is it good? It's okay. It's yeah, just okay. okay. It's okay. not exceptional. You'll watch it. You won't be offended by it, it. Came out in a bad time for a big budget. For that type movies. of movie, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then so then check this out. So 2006, motherfucker does Casino Royale. So he picks up the Craig Bond movie. Truly
1: unbelievable, man. Yeah. The, like these are those are maybe my two favorite Bond. Ten years movies. apart. I like the old ones, but these might be my two favorite Bond movies: Casino yeah. Royale and Gold. I, you know, ten years apart. they're completely different the whole point about why Casino Royale is so good is that it's such a departure from the whole Brosnan yeah, yeah, the the generation why, the whole point that why GoldenEye was so good was it was such a departure from the
0: Roger Moore generation yeah. forgetting the forgetting the Dalton movies right yeah like, um, Casino Royale is like dark and gritty and like yeah. you know humorless so then he does uh, yeah like Today, uh, then he does uh, Edge of Darkness with Mel Gibson in 2010, uh, Green Lantern in 2011, which was a huge, yeah. infamous bomb, and then this great action movie that was actually quite a big hit, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: And reuniting with Pierce Brosnan. So check oh, this out. We're gonna do the Foreigner. Yeah, The one Foreigner is, is an IRA slash Hong Kong action movie. Yeah,
1: fucking. It's fucking nine tight. thumbs
0: up. Yeah. So this guy, like he really is—he's not a household name, but he really has made some of the dopest action movies of our generation. Different action movies, Different too. Types so of movies. Like he evolved. The Foreigner is only his really hard art. Other than No Escape, is
1: only his. Well, no, Edge of Darkness is harder as well. I don't wanna well. do any stereotyping either, but like, first of all, he's a Kiwi guy, yeah. right? And they—they they don't tend to make like big you know in your face action movies like this it's usually uh, more,
0: i believe peter jackson is a kiwi
1: true but even then it's like it's got some class to it i feel sometimes but uh have you see his early work uh oh you know what i think i have like is meet that, the feebles and and that, brain dead that brain and shit like dead that? yeah i have seen oh watch that meet the watch meet the
0: feebles man if yeah? you want to talk about in your face okay okay and then well, Look, what, what i'll say about kiwis is they're not australians yes so anyway martin campbell yeah uh This guy, basically, he's a household... He should be a household name, but he's not. um, I think he was mentored a bit by Spielberg, which you could totally see a lot of his... uh, in his style.
1: Um, You can, yeah. I I mean, it, it... it's not the first thing I thought of, but it's there. Spielberg does a good job. If he can make a long movie that never gets boring, yeah. like, that's a real So I think that,
0: yeah. So skill. The, but Martin Campbell, has a, he has a way about him, right? So, yes. So um, let's get into this. So one thing I kind of want to... So GoldenEye, 1995, the first Brosnan Bond movie. Budget was $60 million. The gross was $355 Ooh, million worldwide. Man. Big old success. Big old success, especially for the time. Hell huge, yeah. Huge, huge, huge hit. Um, these movies are also massive worldwide always. Bond, is, always, Bond yeah. is an international thing, right? This
1: one was a phenomenon. Yeah. I remember like everyone one of their mom saw, yeah. saw this movie. Yeah, me too. I saw this movie with my mom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, By everyone and their mom, mean me and my mom and you and your mom. <laughs> so well, my mom loves James Bond, right? That's yeah. her thing. So we go uh, – we, we drop in. Well, hang on. I, I want to say one other thing about it, speaking of just the setup of this movie. It is – the, I read that it's the first Bond movie made not based on an existing Ian Fleming yeah, story. so there's no book. This is an original yeah. story that was come up for this one. And it reads so much like every other Bond it does. like It, it reads like drops. an Ian Fleming movie. It did not drop the Bond. Um,. Right off the bat, you're you're just given, like, because
0: this, this is supposed to be, the, this movie was marketed as, it's the 90s now, the dawn of the digital age. It's a new bond for a new generation, right? Yeah. So, right off the bat, everything's fucking outrageous. The stunts are outrageous. He's bunging off this damn.
1: Uh, 1995 is just the heyday of act, outrageous acts. The 90s are extreme, they are extreme. and everything's
0: extreme, and everything's gonna be fucking over the top like to the point where like you literally have to we'll get there in a second but some of the stunts in the opening 20 minutes of this movie are, are just
1: absolutely wild bananas. and mostly real too just yeah. crazy so, when I bring up how the mid 90s are like peak for like intense action scenes. This is actually the opening of this movie bungee, is what I usually bring The bungee bring jump. Him. From the bungee to when he escapes the facility. So, um, he goes in and if you played the video game, you know the intro
0: to this very well. <laughs> and who hasn't? Hackett going into the facility through the bathroom, shooting the guard in the toilet, although this time he punches the guard in the face, right? <laughs> uh, meets up with 006, who, tell me who 006 is played by. <laughs> He's played by Sean Bean. Uh, known to an entire generation of millennials as Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah, he's also in the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, before this, he probably would have been best known for being the villain in Patriot Games. Remember the IRA guy? That's right. You know?
1: Yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean, he's got a very recognizable. He's
0: not, face. Those Sharp movies. That's that was his big bread and butter in the UK. The oh, Sharp, okay. the Sharp series. Yeah, I've never seen one of those. Me neither, but I know you're aware of it. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's on British TV too when he was younger. He's,
1: at this point in England, he's already, he's a star. Yeah, like I, Sean Bean's a well-known. I man. like. I feel like he's not. I wouldn't call him a chameleon, but like he definitely can. Pull off some different looks, you know, like he can look big and burly and hairy or like, you know, kind of, you know, thin and sexy, like a spy in this movie, but, uh, yeah, he's great. He's a great actor. He just looks like
0: a blonde Yorkshire person to me. (laughs) (laughs) His accent is just so Northern, right? Like he's just, so he is Alec Trevelyan, Alec Trevelyan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 006. 006. So they, they get in there, they're doing their thing. They're fighting the Russians. Post, I love the whole. I, I love the whole post-Soviet Russian thing, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll get, there's a whole bunch that we'll yeah, talk so this about. Is,
1: by the way, this is called the Archangel Chemical Weapons Facility in the yeah. USSR. So, so this is during the USSR, then. So this yeah, is like it's right 19,
0: before right before the fall of the Iron Curtain, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Um, uh, Bond and Bean are doing their thing, or... They're going through the facility level from Goldeneye. Uh, they're using their timed mines. Yeah, but then uh, one of the timed mines wasn't long enough, and uh, uh, General Orlov? Yes, yeah, so... Orlov.
1: Let me break this one down. Yeah, so you can break it down. basically, they get into this room with all these tanks full of fuel, right? Uh, and they're setting bombs on them, little mines to blow them up. Just like in the game. They get separated... Yeah, like, just like in the game, they get separated for a second, and he calls to Alec and he doesn't respond and he comes out from behind the tanks yeah, to classic that. scene this Russian general Oromov, General Oromov played by a German actor besides Pierce Brosnan I think my favorite performance oh, in the movie oh so good this man this guy is a real again a scene stealer like real, he's magnetic real, real piece of shit character oh, too oh so good at playing a villain yeah man. like you buy it for like I think I actually looked up his IMDb and he's played like just Russian military guys he's a German man Yeah, yeah, you can hear it too once or twice. Yeah. Uh, But. Gottfried John is his name. That's right. So he's got 006, uh, dead to rights, like uh, execution style, with a gun to his head. And he shoots him. him. And he does shoot him in the head. So they're like, you can't escape. You know, where are you going to go? So Bond gets behind this uh, like cart full of uh, giant Sapporo cans and yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of inches his way across the room and then like, he's telling them not to shoot at him, you know, because it'll blow the gas cans or whatever. Yeah it's a great scene it's so tense right yeah there's a great part here where one of the guards gets nervous he's shaking his gun and yeah. he accidentally shoots it and it like, boom like off the can yeah, yeah, and Ormov yeah. just without hesitation turns out and shoots him in the face oh so good uh, but yeah he uh, he manages to get out he Gets it all the way over to this little like chute that exits yeah. out the, the loading dock or whatever. He blows the lock on all the tanks. And they come flying out and crush all the soldiers. Yeah, and then he he, uh,
0: he needs to get out as the facility explodes. So he, as a, as a plane is falling off the runway and is falling down a mountainside, he rides a motorcycle off of the cliff, free falls into the plane, manages to get himself. To the controls and pulls up, and
1: one of the coolest shots it's, ever. The, the building of tension in this scene is it's so good, it's almost second to none. He gets to the plane initially and punches the guy, but then he like gets pulled out oh, or whatever, man. and he still has to get back up and get on his bike and catch up with the plane. It goes off the cliff before he even gets there. Yeah. He, he gets, he goes over free fall, like Swan oh, dives into fall. it. They oh, then the. I just want to say, like already right off the bat, Pierce Brosnan is he looks moves like a champ in this movie man he's moving really quick like you, defying, we should know, I guess you pointed action. it out
0: like it's it's a little bit like now obviously like Bond he's licensed to kill he's killed lots of guys before this is the first time in, in quite a few movies since early Connery movies yeah. that you're actually seeing Bond just like AK-47 like mow
1: down five, six guys I actually wrote yeah, he's I have using, a note what, the, what was
0: people. the what was the AK budget in this movie?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much AK-47 blanks cost, but uh, Holy shit, there's, there's a definitely lot of AKs. a big chunk of that
0: 60. Mil. I
1: think made a
0: fucking pretty penny off this Hell movie. Oh yeah.
1: Um, yeah, man, uh, I, lo- I love it when he gets in the plane and you're like he's like not sure if he's gonna make it. He's trying to pull the stick back, and it's like you know James Bond isn't gonna die, but you get Are about as worried? close as you could get. to Yeah, like, you're actually
0: concerned that maybe he does die. I don't know. I mean, that's a, yeah. It's over. The movie's over.
1: That and that's just the cold open. He pulls it up. Yeah. Flies by the, the facility. It explodes. Yeah.
0: We and, haven't even gotten to Tina Turner's excellent opening song and, yet, and it's
1: so intense. And then the opening song is so good because it just starts in song. And I love like, bum 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 bum.
0: Yeah, like, bum bum. Uh, I love the fucking imagery of like the Soviet imagery and the
1: Iron Curtain yeah, falling are, and all, all the statues these crumbling. Hot naked women on uh, sickles floating through the air. With golden eyes, yeah. literally taking it literally. I, what I found funny is I think I've noticed this before because I've seen this movie a few times. Is uh, the lyric like the song is so great? It's one of my favorite. It's great. Bond yeah, songs. But the lyrics terrible. Yeah, but the lyrics. It sounds like it's talking about a guy named Goldeneye, right? It's like, totally. Goldeneye found his weakness. Like Goldeneye. Yeah. But it is a great song. It is great. Tina Turner, man. Yeah. Like Tina a Turner national man. treasure. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Tina no, Turner. No, you can't go wrong
0: with Tina Turner. What's so then, about, um, nine years later... So nine years later, James Bond is a full-fledged sexual predator. Yeah,
1: he's, <laughs> so it's just, it cuts right to the scene of him zipping around the With that bookish, with that sexy book, yeah, the, bookish British lady. The one that the behavioral. evaluate him. Yeah.
0: No, Mr. Bond, James, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, so I just want to say, I'm not like a big car guy, but... I do always make note and learn about cars from James Bond movies because they put so much energy and was, was that an Aston cool Martin car. that he was driving? So he's there? driving a 1965 Aston Martin DB5, yeah. which is just like a legendary. Which is one car. of the which is
0: the car that he drove in one of the movie original movies. I believe right? that is yeah. correct.
1: And then. Uh, yeah. Um, what is Xenia on a Zenia top? on a top comes across Ferrari, uh, alongside right? them in a Ferrari. It's a. It's yeah. A, it's of the day. It's a '95 Ferrari 355 Kay. GTS. Okay. So this is
0: our introduction to one of the best Bond villainess, one of the best femme fatales in the history of movie cinema, in my opinion. By one of the. Oh yeah. By one of the best character, female character actors of her generation. What is her heritage? She's Dutch. Okay, so but she is doing an accent. So she's doing a Russian Ro- 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 accent. She's Georgian or Georgian. Yeah. yeah. What's well, the same accent? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh huh. Whenever anyone from a Slavic speaking country speaks English, they sound very similar, let's For be sure. honest here. Uh, yeah, so she is just this is her big this is her breakout. This is before X-Men, this is before the faculty, this is before Maid. I, I was gonna ask you this. Yeah, this is this is her breakout. This is when she's a model. So she's just a model ah. at this point. And it's crazy because she looks older in this movie than she does. Five years later, when she plays Jean Grey in the first X Men movie, and I think it's because she's so like angular and narrow, yeah, and like pointy in this one, and pale. It's, yeah, and yeah, real. yeah,
1: well, yeah. They're making her look evil, right? Like she's got like straight black hair and yeah, like I, I will say, I think before she was in this, this is ninety five, yeah, but she's in an early episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. She is, she is, yeah, yeah before this, yeah. Um, as the as the the sex alien, what are those weird?
0: Uh, actors from Northern Europe who can speak English impeccably with no accent. It's just one of those... Some of those people... Some of them just have that weird ability, right? Yeah, for like, sure. She's one of them.
1: I think, uh, like... I don't, I'm not I'm talking to my ass here, but I feel like there's some places you can be from where the natural, like... Cadence and like, you know, verbiage of your language make you a little more able to adapt. Other, you know, the thing is, is like what it usually is when I've
0: been told. So, I just to digress briefly, I worked with this girl who is check this out, her ethnicity was Kosovar. Mm -hmm. She left Kosovo when she was a little kid and moved to Switzerland. Lived in Switzerland until about three years before I met her, then moved to Vancouver. Uh, and she spoke English unaccented, and I was like, "How?" And she's like, "I had no friends. I just watched American and Canadian TV uh, all day, yeah, every yeah, yeah.
1: day." I mean, some people can just. And it she up.
0: Was, so so just started so she just started like listening and watching it, and imitating the way that people spoke, right. and that, so I
1: think that happens like if you have an affinity for languages anyway, and like ac- like that's a that's a whole other part of it too. But I mean, like I, like I used to work with a bunch of Japanese girls, and like you know they're they learn languages time. way they, have, they can each yeah, speak but they like three have, languages but, they have the thickest accents. but that's the thing is because their native tongue so like different. everyone knows the whole LR thing yeah. with like Japanese and that is a real thing. They don't have those distinct syllables like we have, so they didn't learn them at a young age. Yeah. So it's really hard to train your tongue around that if you don't have that mouth movement. It is, you know,
0: especially if you don't do it until but then you're older. People
1: that that speak Swedish, there's a whole bunch of like complicated like consonants and vowels in there, and like you know, the characteristics to their language. And Swedish you're people
0: learn. Of, you're thinking of Finnish.
1: Am I? Yeah, yeah. One, one of the Scandinavian countries. They yeah. learn other accents quite it's, well. You're
0: thinking of Finnish because the Finnish language is not Germanic. It's not derivative of the languages that its partners are in that geographical region. Finnish is like Hungarian, and it's a completely different language than the languages that predominate over Europe and and stuff like that. So they have... It's, it's a, co- it's a complete, it's super dynamic. It's a complete coincidence, but it has a similar sound and flow to Japanese, right? It's just a coincidence, but it's right. crazy. Anyway, back to uh, back to Goldeneye. So we meet Zenia. They have car sex. <laughs>
1: yeah. A scene yeah, that was their cars flirt with each other. A scene
0: that was years later imitated in ruined. His in Mich- car tongues her car's gas hole, and totally. Do you remember Mission Impossible 2? They tried to do the same thing with Tom Cruise uh-huh. and Tandy Newton it's like a shitty rip off of this scene yes totally so after after they have car sex Bond's all turned on so he so he stoops to banging the uh, behavioral assessor yeah. he has a chilled bottle of uh, champagne Not
1: in the, yeah in bo- the bo- car. a bottle
0: of Bollinger and his uh... <laughs> what the fuck so I wrote at this point uh, James Bond is a predator
1: yeah this is the tip <laughs> of the iceberg bro yeah <laughs> it only escalates from yeah. here yeah so um, we fast forward a bit uh, we,
0: we start to find out about um, the golden eye, why don't well, we, you take the, us through this part? Well,
1: for, before this, we, we get the scene in Monte Carlo, right? The casino scene. This is right. where he where he meets on a top. Properly, properly, yeah. they have a, a real uh, uh, heavy fuck, card man. game, like, sexual card game. Obviously, it's like a trope of Bond movies to have that like innuendo after innuendo like you know everything everything well, of the entire starting
0: with pussy galore right
1: well, but like just the conversation it's like you know oh like um you know I hope we can bump into each other again like that kind of shit right like oh I'm sure we'll make very good companions yeah like, the, yeah, the, the I can't one do it. this one
0: I didn't For, write I'm sure, down. No, I'm
1: sure we'll make very strange bedfellows or something like that right yeah <laughs> um yeah, yeah, you know what they say, blah, 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 make street. Yeah, 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 exactly. But this one between him and On a Top, I didn't write it down, unfortunately, but it's, I got like whiplash from just being like, oh, oh, like it's just nothing, but the entire conversation is just double entendre after double entendre. Uh, oh, it's sexual. Yeah, th- th- she's, th- the last part of it is she, he, he makes a comment about the plates on her car being illegal, even though they're fake yeah. or whatever. It's just like, what rank do you hold at the... Motor Vehicles Division, he's like, Commander. And then the guy that she's fucking shows up, he's like, oh, because this one's an admiral. And he goes, I enjoy a woman. I like a woman who enjoys pulling rank. rank." Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh,
0: you mean Canadian Admiral Chuck Farrell? Yeah. What the fuck was going (laughs) on there? He's so
1: funny this. Yeah, so. Minutes that he's in. Cut to the sex scene here. This movie is fucked up. Uh, yeah. I call this scene sex murder. This is yeah, sex murder. I even say sex okay. murder. So here's my question to you, Nate. Yes. Oh, I said sexed to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she reversed David Carradine's name. Oh, man. She uh, sure does. So his, this is my question to you. And I've wondered this my whole life and it never really occurred to me to, to like break it down until now. Okay. So, Obviously, she, like, wraps her legs around this guy and squeezes him to death, right? Like, chokes him out. During sex. During sex. So. She's orgasming really hard, too. Yeah. Is he, like, has he penetrated her and she's doing this and it's, like, like, you know, the choking thing It like, gives you this hard boner or whatever? She's she's getting off on that? He's inside of her. But... The rest of the movie, she does this orgasm shit when she's squeezing people like fully clothed. Like she does it to bond a couple of times. It, it, peer-
0: it, it appears to me that he is fully inside of her at this point, it's,
1: right? Yeah, and like I, it, it, there's, I, I rewound it a couple of times of course for research. Is. Yeah, right, and uh, <laughs> there's no clear shot where you can tell that he's like pantsless or whatever. They don't really ever explicitly imply it, but I can, I yeah, I wonder. That's. I always assume he was inside of her. It doesn't really matter either way because it's still sex murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can slice it. it's right, a we're, sex we're not crime. getting to the bottom of this. Uh...
0: But yeah, his death face is amazing. When James Bond opens the closet, yeah, later he finds <laughs> in the closet yeah. with his big fake teeth. <laughs> so this all happens so they can steal the Eurocopter, which real thing.
1: Yeah, the Tiger helicopter, real cool thing. Yeah. It was
0: brand new at the time. It is designed to uh, be able to survive a nuclear An detonation. EMP. So because well, when a nuclear bomb goes off, it EMPs everything, right? Yeah. So this helicopter would still be able to fly. So. Because instruments would not get disrupted by the EMP,
1: and that is, by the way, I I did a lot of research on this one. Just because, like, I didn't write down the beats because I've seen this movie four thousand times. So I I did some research. So we'll get. We're about to get into the golden eye, like what it is. Oh, good, because you can explain that to me. Because I was, I'm still, I am still to this day a little unclear. I'm gonna school you. Then you're gonna be fascinated here. I'm into that. So okay, so let's skip to that. So yeah, so they steal the. The helicopter right uh, then we get a little bit of a scene Zenia and Colonel Oromov
0: or yes, General Orimov.
1: and General Oromov steal the, heli- the tiger helicopter uh, now we, we cut now we cut to we, central like, yeah we meet um, Boris and you uh, mean, Natalia now we have
0: two X-Men in one movie we have Nightcrawler and Jean Grey that's right
1: I love Alan Cumming Alan Man. Cumming is great yeah. Alan
0: Cumming is like so this is his breakout he's breakup. killing it with this
1: accent I don't know how really accurate it is but he's he's he, so up
0: so like, Alan Cumming is like He's he's this shit, right? Like he's like like if you need a gay, a weird gay villain, this yeah. is your guy, right? Um, he is fucking fantastic. Can you, uh, can you give me a few Alan Cumming movies? Uh, well, obviously, X2, X-Men United. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Nightcrawler. Yeah, he's Nightcrawler. Uh, he's the bad guy in the first Spy Kids movie, which is actually a great performance. <laughs> uh, he's also the bad guy in Josie and the Pussycats movie. That's right. Uh, That's actually what I was thinking his of. His most recent thing is he was one of the main characters on The Good Wife as, like a, as like a sleazy fix-it lawyer, which is like a big rule for him. He's really good. Yeah. Um a lot like uh, there's, I'm, miss, I'm missing another one I'm missing another big 90s one that he was in that was really
1: good but I love I'm a big Alan Cumming fan like I think he's great Scottish actor Scottish. Yeah. wow! All right. So. So yeah. So we meet him. Boris. Boris, Boris Grichenko, Gr- Yeah. Uh, and Natalia. name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. So played by uh, Polish actress Isabella Skorupko. Okay. I didn't look her up. Is she in anything
0: else? Yeah. Vertical Limit. Also directed by Martin Campbell. Okay. All right. So I thought they were into each other but I guess he's not because he's married to that hot uh, lady with the man's name. <laughs> what was it? Sol E. Sol- Romaro. She's a Sol- uh, Cuban. Sol is a cool name. For a girl? Yeah. Soleil Moon Fry? It's like Sunshine Punky something. Punky Brewster? Yeah, soleil, soleil. It's Sun, dude. Yeah. Sun. That's what I'm saying. Not Solomon. No, I thought it was. I, said, I thought <laughs> it was a guy named Saul. I thought it was maybe like some bigger... I'm Saul Robenstein. How are
1: you? <laughs> I'm Martin's husband. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, they're at the... They're in Severnaya, uh, central
0: central northern Russia shithole. Yeah, snowland. Snow
1: I'm gonna tell you something about that later, but we won't get into it here. But so they're in Severnaya at this secret research facility with a satellite dish. Cool looking satellite dish. Very cool. Uh, and they are. It's a secret government project for a weapon called the Golden Eye, which is a, sa- a satellite, or as it turns out, two satellites. They shoots super peas, right? It doesn't shoot anything. It just detonates a nuclear explosion in the. Uh, upper atmosphere right like just at the edge of like breaking earth orbit and this is based on real science so during the like uh nuclear arms race when you know both Russia and America were Okay testing- okay C- real quick
0: I want you to continue to explain this to me. Sorry to interrupt you.
1: Okay, okay, so tell me how this all works.
0: So they literally have to take out the golden eye. Oh, how, so. the,
1: how the firing mechanism works. So that's what I, that's where I'm not clear on. I get the okay. I, the golden eye. It's a weird name. It's just like such a great name. But yeah. all the golden eye is. They make it the name for the weapon. But it's really, I think, about the key that they use. To, and it looks to like to a piece of, it. It. it looks like a shiny piece of amber. Yeah, it? It. it's like a yeah, it's like a uh, what's that uh, stone? Amber. Yeah, well, amber's yeah, I guess it's amber. That's what it's what it looks like. like. It, that's the color that it is anyway. But it's in this like very cartoonish. Uh, like it looks like it's off the set of Jurassic Park or that's something. what I'm thinking That's what I'm, yeah like there's, they're gonna make dinosaurs out of it okay so then what does is, what is the actual weapon do so yeah so this is based on real science so during like the development of nuclear weapons and like back when you know uh, America and Russia particularly were testing like thousands of detonations yeah yeah, yeah pulling up underground and Underwater Front and air creating, and yeah, creating giant creating creating Godzilla and yeah the Bikini Atoll which <laughs> also created uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and all that whole thing that hasn't H- been confirmed did you did you do you, you know that
0: I do know that yeah, yeah. they live in Bikini I, Bottom I, I, I am aware I am aware of that whole.
1: I don't think that's a theory. I think that that's in, an intentional like joke for like yeah. the parents. I, I, I also
0: believe that as well. Um, yeah.
1: But uh, anyway, one thing that they both tested was detonating a nuclear explosion in space. Right, so they launched a satellite with a nuclear bomb on it and set it off, and it turns out what that causes. I'm not going to break down the exact science of it because I'm too stupid to do it. But it. Mo- the, the impact on the surface of the earth is the electromagnetic radiation from it is like really amplified and spread out. So it basically showers down a whole bunch of electromagnetic radiation, which once it hits it metal, anything, anything conductive, it, yeah. it converts it into uh, like direct current yeah. electricity or whatever. And so it'll blow out, you know, anything that would blow in your house for a surge if you didn't have a surge protector so it'll like burn out a light bulb yeah uh, your anything hard with drive. Instruments. yeah. anything with instruments will be yeah. toast anything with with um storage yeah. so ram or hard, hard drive, drives or yeah. whatever solid state so yeah it is a real a real weapon so basically that's what they're doing is that's they have cool. these high high caliber satellites. Uh, satellites with um high caliber nuclear weapons in them they're blowing up over top of a Place that they want to wipe crazy. out all electrical devices and it wouldn't explode like all that, shit. Yeah. it would just like make it stop working. But and uh, so Oromov and Zania
0: on the yeah. top yeah. fly the electro or the Eurocopter to that location under the guise of an inspection. Great, uh, I, lo- I love that. He's like, it's like yeah. you have 20 minutes. I love how I have, that's I am
1: of, timing the you. way that he
0: exploits the like fear of like disappointing your superior in oh, the yeah. Russian army. Like, we right? the ex-
1: if we had known you were coming, yeah. I know we, 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 been we been yeah. he would have prepared, we
0: would have been right.
1: is a test firing of the
0: golden. I will be timing you like it's so perfect, right? And this is where we meet Natalia, right? Yeah. Who's with a very thick Eastern European bro going on there? Yes. She's also very cute though too. Yeah, not my Uh, type. Not my type. Yeah. I'm more of a Zenya man. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm more (laughs) of a like get crushed by sex kind of guy, (laughs) you know. I actually want a Miss Money Penny guy in this movie, damn. She's cute. Uh-huh. Uh anyway. Uh, so the, they attack they massacre everybody. They set up the, the golden eye to fire. Oh, and she is getting off on she it. She is having orgasms all over the fucking place, man. <laughs> she's got her tongue out of her mouth while she's murdering yeah. people and sweat gassing Even, even the,
1: the great little shot where looks at her after she's done is just like. He's He's like, like Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You notice that too. Yeah. Eh? He's just kind of like,
0: Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> how do I keep working with <laughs> this brother? One. Oh, fuck man uh yeah, so they murder everybody, they go, they destroy everything. She manages to escape in a very cool like. That's an awesome scene, getting like thrown into the wall and like. Oh
1: yeah, she goes through it, man. Yeah, she goes she, through. So she hides. In I her.
0: write that Natalia. I write uh, they really put Natalia
1: through the ringer. Yeah, 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 I was thinking the same thing. It's not, it's not one moment. It's like five. Yeah, Natalia really gets put through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, she, she sure does. She hides in a in like the kitchen. Yeah. And then they leave without her. She like. It almost gets exploded a couple of times. She almost gets like a fucking rack she, of lights. She finally on stumbles her. out and finds a Appar- dog sled. Apparently, slide. she climbed the satellite dish to yeah. get out.
0: Yeah, and, it, and it finds a dog sled because we know that all Russians are trained in. Uh... Yeah. Dog sled riding. Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, she doesn't have a jacket or anything. Like, she's going to dog sled into the nearest town from this secret government facility in the winter. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you answered one of my... Oh, yeah, I had to ventilate someone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great lines, man. Great quipping in this movie. Oh, so much. Uh, so you've explained. That's awesome. That's been my big note here. I'm not totally clear on the golden eye. You explained that to me. Thank you. So now we meet the, the new M. Yeah. for the first time Judi Dench and, wow she had a big run she had a run of I think like eight Bond movies she goes or something. through
1: to the to the Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig ones, yeah. Yeah.
0: she's so good in those she is she's excellent in this too uh, so she has some class she's looked the same for 25 years for, man. for sure she's a, yeah She's has like got the, no, 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 she's got these beautiful blue eyes where they're like so dark piercing eyes where they're so dark blue they're almost
1: purple yeah they're almost like She's a,
0: she's a tiny lady, too. Ah, I'm a big Judy Dench fan, yeah. man. Whenever she's in a movie... Uh, cool story about Judy Dench. Uh, Vin Diesel wanted her in uh, Riddick so bad that she wouldn't do it. So he went up he like, met her personally. He's like, I'll pay you, I'll give you $5 million. Jesus Christ. To be in this movie for like a few scenes. And she's like, okay, well, if you're going to pay me $5 million, I'll do your fucking movie for you. It's like, isn't you know? there
1: a story about Keanu Reeves, too, where he wanted to work with... I can't remember who. He wanted to work with somebody. And uh, he... They were like, do not want to do it because they couldn't get enough money. And he's like, I'll just, you just don't pay me and like pay, like Jack Nicholson. A lot, of,
0: a lot of directors, a lot of actors have done that. Tom Cruise has also done that. And he's like, just don't that pay me. That seems like a Tom Cruise. Yeah, movie. don't pay me. I don't want any money for yeah. this. You just pay just, other people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, he's probably also getting like 20% of the back end or some shit. All right. Yeah, so yeah, so we meet uh, M, right? They're mm-hmm. discussing. What happened? They don't know yet that it was the Golden Eye. No, but they see uh, they see
0: Natalia, her her heat signature leaving the facility. Well,
1: yeah, before that they're discussing it and uh, they're talking about like uh, oh that it, we we de- like it could have been the Golden Eye or whatever this EMP yeah. weapon. They're like yeah, but our 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 number crunchers or whatever ruled it out, and uh, then it, it goes off. Like while they're oh it doesn't it, it right yeah because then it comes back like oh what what happened we lost we just lost all of our satellite footage or whatever right that's it because they're showing the thing they're not showing that the explosion they're showing the helicopter they're like this is a satellite footage of this um, uh, research facility yeah. in in uh, Russia. And they, they, they zoom in on the heat signature of the helicopter. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, there's yeah. your missing tiger. And then, boom, all the cameras, like, go staticky or whatever. Like, what yeah. was that? And then they, they get another satellite in position a couple minutes later. And they it's they realize it's all been destroyed. And, like, so all drunk. three of the fighter jets uh, went down. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that whole explosion. That whole scene is so good. Um, so there's also the great scene right after this where... Bond goes into M's office and it's like their formal introduction. He's got a great line. She, she offers him a drink. She's got, he's got a
0: great line. Governments, because he's talking about, like, oh, the Russian government said this. And he's like, governments change, the lies stay the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then, so she, and then she's like, I'd uh, care for a drink. And he's like, oh, thank you. And she, he's like, your predecessor kept a bottle of brandy. And they, she's like, I prefer bourbon. Yeah. And then. Uh, she's uh so she's, she's like you don't like me bond you don't like my methods yeah you, know, you think i'm a bean counter or whatever and he's like the thought had crossed my mind he's like good because i think you're a uh, what did you he call her or she calls him a uh, sexist misogynist dinosaur yeah, sexist misogynist which he is which he 100 like, percent is let's be honest here good because i think you're a sexist misogynist dinosaur a relic of the cold war She's got his number on that one.
0: Yeah, a relic of the Cold War. A relic of the Cold War, totally. Uh, and then we, but which is always one of my, we get to the which is one of always one of my favorite parts of any Bond movie. The Q movie. scene. The Q scene. Yeah, I love Desmond Llewellyn, Desmond Llewellyn. so much, man. Yeah. He's so fucking good. And every every little scene, every moment in this, all the gadgets, everything happening in the background, like the guy going into the
1: phone booth and they like. Pfft, like yeah. I wrote, up I wrote all down in. all the gadgets we go through um, so you got the belt with the repelling cord mm-hmm. in it the and the, the pen yeah you got the exploding pen which is dope a pen grenade class 4 grenade the laser watch uh, you got the laser watch they don't actually show that no. in this scene uh, the car has stinger missiles behind the headlights of course it does and uh, they also show a thing that they don't use but Jesse points it out an x-ray scanner that's like a, a dinner like a um, like a uh, what do you call it like a Platinum like uh, carrying platter, a serving, serving platter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he puts the t- the envelope with tickets in it, and it like shows up on his Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then it, you, know, you say it just when he like picks up the sandwich, yeah. and he's looking. He's like, Don't "Watch that! Put that down!" And he's
0: like, "That's my lunch." And it cuts. It's just so the <laughs> yeah. the timing that Desmond Llewellyn had it was just perfect, man. I love him. Yeah, yeah. That scene's great. I love that scene. He's it's in that, them right through uh, until he until he dies. The last
1: one. No, until that. he
0: dies. Uh, and they, he he gave it up to John Cleese in uh, for the, the, last the, bad two, one. the last two. The last two. two. Yeah. So yeah. he was like passing in the torch. The world torch. is not
1: enough. Yeah, yeah
0: he was yeah. passing the torch to R. And the world is not enough, and now it's Ben Wishaw is the is Q in right. the uh, Dan. O'Connor. I love Ben Wishaw, so yeah, he's good too. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: then we cut to Natalia. No, I Has, thought it was
0: Jodan Baker.
1: Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, that is right
0: yeah Jack Wade yeah CIA Felix Later.
1: yeah basically yeah the Felix Later proxy yeah.
0: I love Joe Don Bigger I love that actor
1: another stiff ass Brit yeah he makes him show him the Muffy yeah, he, tattoo he won't, he won't give him the code word right he's like you code words and your passwords what are you gonna learn to just drop it and then yeah. he's like he pins him up against the car Puts with his, his gun he's like it's like show me the tattoo and he's like please not here <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah and then he sticks it in his ribs again and he shows him and it's a, a rose so it's, it's Muffy Muffy third, third ex-wife yeah I love how he says it, my third ex-wife right Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know this guy's a boss. So he's in Russia now, right? Uh, he gets taken to see his contact.
1: Uh, what's the guy's Wait, name? before that, there's a quick scene I want to talk about where Natalia has made it into wherever, I, St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, I guess. And she's trying to like, figure out what's going on. So she goes into a computer store, Right. And pretends like she's buying computers for a school. So, you know, just for some context, 1995, I just wanted to point out what she asks for, which is pretty funny. Okay. So she, she needs like 30 computers for like two different schools. And she's like, 500 meg hard drive, IBM compatible with CD-ROM and 14.4 modems, is what she wants to buy. <laughs> wow, yeah. that is high tech. And he he gets a boner for it. He's like, oh, those oh are some my, those are some expensive, oh cutting edge computers. I'm gonna make a mint on this. Would they have been available in uh, Russia at that time? <laughs> yeah, good question. Probably. Yeah, maybe in. Uh... I mean, dude,
0: if there's one thing that Russia has down, it's computer shit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Know, yeah. C- considering how many people who reach out to me on Xbox Live all the time, I would say they're <laughs> they're very adept with computers.
1: Yeah, they're killing it in the Call of Duty scene. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh now, now where we go to. So we go to uh what's this what's this character's name? I so we meet Valentin Zikovsky yeah so we meet Valentin Zikovsky played
0: by Handsome Boys uh, all-star Robbie Coltrane, Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> you might remember from Crawl <laughs> uh, he's so dope in this and he's like an ex-KGB mob guy now I guess right, right. so he's the and guy and they've had a
1: run-in before
0: and he knows who Bond is and for some reason Minnie Driver is his girlfriend who is singing uh, stand by your yeah. man stand
1: by your stand man stand by
0: your man uh, they really doubled You're so down you so
1: proud <laughs>
0: they really doubled down on all Eastern European women having, like, deep, thick voices. The accents in this, in this eh? are intense. Yeah. The Russian
1: accents. So, he wants to know who Giannis uh, is, the guy who... Well, th- there's a good light here where he gets in there, and uh, he tries to put a gun to him, you know, so he, yeah. can, he can talk to him without getting hassled, and then he gets a gun to his head. Yeah. And obviously, at this, they cut to the a conversation, and he's been roughed up by Zakovsky's men, and the scene starts off with Robbie Coltrane going, How are you, Mr. Bond? Shaken but not stirred. <laughs> oh, they all laugh,
0: yeah, because that's his martini. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So he wants information on this guy, this this arms dealer who is purported, this Viannish, Vianis. who is purported to have stolen the helicopter and is responsible for the golden eye. And this is actually pretty cool because he refers to him as a Lienz Cossack. Yes. Right? And the Lienz Cossacks are, are a real thing. Um, they were... So a Cossack... Traditionally in Russia was it was, a, it was a group of Russians who kind of just split away from the other Russians and created kind of a they were anti-USSR. Well, this right? later. Okay. So they were, so they kind of split into their own thing in the sixteenth uh, century. Their own little communities. They're just Russians, basically, right? Politically
1: opposed. Ukrainians
0: and Russians, but they're they're living their own way, right? Uh, and they were used during various wars by the imperial uh, empire to uh, fight um, Russia's enemies as well as commit many pogroms. Uh huh. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, Jews in Russia are terrified of Cossacks, right? The Lianz Cossacks actually fought for the Nazis they, against the USSR during World War. They defected
1: to Austria. To Austria. Yeah. Fought for, with Germany. Yeah, so they and thought... They, didn't they fight with the British at some point? Isn't that what kind of gets covered here? Is that they, like, no, they at were, the end of the war, they... They were,
0: they were refugees.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I
0: see. So, But
1: still, not they didn't want to go back to Russia. They were no, defectors. No, were, they
0: were sent to... They didn't want to. They were sent to Russia by the British. They were, so
1: right. that's, that's, a, that's what he's, that's why what happened to his family. Yeah. Well, why, we're we're why skipping, up, we're skipping what ahead, saying, yeah. right?
0: So, anyway, we find out that this guy Yanis is a descendant of a Lian's Cossack. So, in Russia, that means he can't be trusted, right? To this, I looked that shit up. That is actually a thing. Like, Cossacks are still. A weird little it is still a weird thing and people who claim to be Cossacks there are connotations negative and positive depends where where Russia you are so you're like
1: non-loyal to like mother Russia
0: right maybe right yeah so it is it is a it is a thing right um and so uh uh now Bond has to figure out how he's going to find this guy. So he goes to meet, he goes and he stalks Zenia to a bathhouse. Yeah,
1: so he's just in the bathhouse. Oh, is he just in the bathhouse? Yeah, she shows up. I thought I he stalked her there. I don't know if he went there to run into her, but he's definitely just enjoying a swim when she shows up. Because Russian bathhouses are supposed to be actually like dope I mean this looks beautiful yeah like I definitely was like I, I, I would love a, to go hang to on there swim there there's nothing like there's
0: something weird going on everyone's got towels everything's fine right yeah. there's someone's gonna like you know it's not like, It's not like a sex
1: bathhouse. yeah right <laughs> uh, yeah exactly yeah it's not a gay bathhouse no. or uh, whatever um, so, not that there's anything wrong with there's that there's nothing wrong with a gay bathhouse. that's totally cool it's just you know but that's not what this if is. If you want, don't want to get possibility of your dick getting touched, you go to a regular bath Russian bathhouse. When you want to get your dick touched, you go to the gay bathhouse. In St. Petersburg. Yeah. Uh, uh, so um, he's hanging out. Yeah, Zania comes so in there. Yeah, she she shows up. He catches her, throws her into this like steam room or they had whatever. They have a great fight. And eventually he goes, part. No,
0: no, no. No more foreplay.
1: I want to say I'm pretty sure a lot of the choreography for that's her for the trailer. is... Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or traditional Jiu-Jitsu. She does a couple of what moves, moves people down, that right? I'm familiar with. She does a move that I actually know how to do. <laughs> uh, where she doesn't. Why, like why don't you test it on me, Chris? Come on. Come on, guys. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she does a flying leg scissor on him, which is like a... It seems like a movie oh, move. Oh, scissor. But it is a real legit move where you like throw one leg in the front yeah, of the guy no, and the other it, one slide behind the back and trip him. It's also very common in... in
0: uh, action movies now like uh, Rebecca Ferguson in Mission Impossible 5 does That's that one. a bunch yeah yeah Same with Hallie, see it Hallie it's, a, it's a Barry, movie move Halle Berry and John Wick 3 does that a bunch right? but
1: I like seeing it because it is a movie move that works if you watch high level jiu jitsu tournaments guys do that move all the time guys have even done it in the UFC he still um, manages to be a chauvinist in the scene she also her move is putting him in her full guard and sex. just squeeze the yeah. shit out of the so he gets out screams.
0: of it he gets out of it yeah.
1: Uh, yeah he gets out of it yeah he throws her around a lot um, yeah, they keep kissing still, though. It's so fucking weird. The kissing in this movie is really upsetting. It is. It's <laughs> bizarre. I don't want
0: to see her kiss him. Uh, so. Natalia has been kidnapped by yeah, Boris. So we, we 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 skipped over that by accident.
1: Oh that's right, yeah. Natalia yeah, Boris. So it turns out Boris, Boris a, ran into her So it turns
0: out Boris is a bad guy. Boris was in on it the whole time. Yeah, that's he, why he
1: went out for the smoke
0: yeah, before the We didn't, we didn't went even mention off. that, but he's this hacker, right? Well yeah. I mean, we are presuming people have watched this movie, right? So that's yeah. why Boris goes out for the smoke. But he is a real great scumbag. So Natalia's been captured, Bond is gonna go and uh, once,
1: once he once he gets Xenia at gunpoint, she tells she makes takes her take him to to the the world's worst theme park yeah what is uh, going on there Soviet land it's just a bunch of like worker you mean worker land yeah yeah, worker land worker land glorious worker paradise show your labor glory here it's just a bunch of like statues of like Lenin and fucking sickles and hammers and shit Lenin and friends starring me yeah it's like it's like fucking Six Flags but instead of like Hanna-Barbera characters walking around it's like it's Trotsky and like (laughs) Karl Marx
0: Trotsky did, did have cartoonish hair though to be fair yeah yeah
1: um and uh yeah, long story short, he meets Yanis and it's fucking Trevelyan. It's Mad Star. It's 006 himself. with his like with his weird face. So I don't get He's a two-face so, now. So explain this to me. So Urma did shoot him. Oh, we have to talk about this. I need to know if, if you think differently than me or what. I, I did I looked on Reddit forums about this. So did he plan to defect no. with Orimov? I don't fact. think so. The internet seems to generally think that he did, but I never thought that when I was watching it as a kid. Took a shot, a gunshot to the face, But the man. idea would be that that was planned and didn't actually shoot him me like, you know, purposely So miss, is that why it's like a
0: spider web? No, see, like... and
1: that's the thing. I thought that too as a kid, but that is actually because, that's why he's so mad at Bond for setting the timers to three minutes instead of six minutes, is because he needed time to get out oh, before that the what building that was? blew up, but it blew up three minutes early, so he was in a fire, and he was in the explosion at the the facility. I don't know, man. I've watched that shot. I've watched that that scene a million times. He
0: shoots him in the face. The
1: question is...
0: I think he just shot the gun here. Right. If he was... Like, next to his face if he wasn't going to do it.
1: I didn't think so. But then why... Then why does he end up partnering up with Orimov later? That's the question, right? Yeah. So... Because, like, if he he planned it, then it's like, oh, yeah, he and Orimov were in on it, right? And Orimov obviously has a flair for this. He does it with Boris as well, right? But then if he's not which I don't think he is then why the fuck does he end up part like Yonos end up partnering with Oromov we might be reading too much into it man yeah, it might just be it's like it's one or the other though yeah. like you know it's a pretty major plot point the there's no even, there's no full there's no full
0: it. explanation unfortunately yeah. about it right that is one of those mysteries but i glad that you thought to... about that too
1: um so yeah, uh, he, uh, long story short, he tells him his plan, which is to, um, to use the gold knight to attack London. London. And, nobody uh,
0: ever says Paris. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Nobody ever says Italy. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> What's your least favorite country? Italy or France? And
0: he's like, where was your other attack? France or Italy? France. Nobody ever says Italy.
1: <laughs> ha! Nobody ever says Italy. <laughs> yeah, so Scorpio, um, I mean Trevelyan. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We're going to cut that Hank, in for sure. Hank
1: Scorpio. We're cutting that in for sure. Yeah, it needs to be <laughs> Hank Scorpio in there. There's another one later that's super uh, <laughs> yeah. Hank Scorpio-ish. So, uh, yeah, he... Uh, tells him, like, you know, that, like, oh, we calls Bond a loyal terrier to the queen, and, uh, you know, he talks about his parents and, like, what they did to the, what the British government did to the Cossacks and his family.
0: They worked for the Nazis! Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? Oh, I'm sorry. So... Trevelyan, you, you know,
1: Ned Stark would understand... Yeah, so he, he knocks him out. Like, somebody shoots him in the neck with a dart, Bond. Yeah. And uh, he wakes up inside a helicopter. Like, how oh,
0: She's like, wake up, mister! Wake up,
1: mister! Yeah.
0: That's a great scene. There's so many scenes like that where they have that, to get out of it before That it one explodes. is
1: tense. Yeah, it like, is. Like, he doesn't figure out how to get out of it until the missiles have not only fired, but they're already on their way back to him. Yeah. Right? He, he hits the ejector button with his face. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a great scene. That's a really good scene, actually. Yeah. Uh, explain to me how we get to the... Archives. <laughs> so... As you know from playing the video. Yeah,
1: yeah, the stacks. The stacks. <laughs> the stack.
0: No, it's the archives.
1: There's both. The yeah, archives and the, the, the stacks. Uh, so we cut to, um... I think I guess they must have captured them again. I don't know if they really cover it, but we cut to an interrogation room. That's right, that's right. They do capture them again because they cut to the interrogation room. It's and, Bond, no, and, and then
0: Chucky Cario, a y- Frenchman actually, who's playing Defense Minister Yeah. Rishkin. So that's Chucky Cario, right? So he comes in, and he and then they now you think they're good. They're like okay. This guy no this guy already doesn't like Armov. Yeah, and and Natalia reveals like it what's was really Orimov. going on. He came in and killed And the guy him. is he, like, I knew he, it.
1: He, he reveals there's another golden eye satellite yeah. out there that's and why he then, stole
0: yeah. it. Yeah, and then uh Defense Minister Chekari I was like, Do you recognize
1: him? He was the he was the bad guy in bad boys. I want. Oh yeah, that's Chuck, He's a Frenchman Chekari yeah. in real life. Yeah. He's what's I something I find really funny about him, and I always think about it when I watch this movie, is his facial hair. He's got like a pointy goatee, like a Homer style, like mustache goatee thing, like a Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. But the sides of it go way out to I like the it. edges of his cheekbones. It's very Russian style. So strange. It's very Russian, dude. That's is a it, Russian thing. Is it thing. Russian? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always noticed that when I watch this movie.
0: So this but, is what so, this this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. So
1: Oromov busts so in. Take, take he's like, this. I protest to this, and uh, the Michigan's like, it sounds like you who are you know the traitor or whatever, and. Uh, Oromov fucking shoots him in the face no, no, no. and then the shoots way the No, he does guard.
0: is he goes, he takes out his gun and as he's taking out his gun, Karyo uh, goes, guard! And then he turns around, shoots yeah. the guard, turns back to Mishkin and fucking point blank, yeah. executes him in the face. Right in the
1: head. It's so good. Yeah, and he takes the bullets out, throws the gun back to Bond and he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, uh, secret agent, famous secret agent James Bond killed Defense Minister Michigan, yeah. and then was killed trying to escape. And he pulls out his gun, and then Bond yeah, makes a yeah, it yeah. getaway. It's so good. So his getaway is he gets out to the uh, archives. The, he gets goes through the archives. Uh, uses his little uh belt grappling. There's computer. a lot of AK forty seven. Oh, a bunch of cool AK forty seven action in this bit. So why am I f- fucking? So they're like. On a platform above the
0: Russians who are chasing them, and the Russians are shooting at them point blank, but they can't hit them. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, all these bullets are just exploding around Bond and Natalia. Oh, yeah. The AK-47 just fires in a completely random direction. So she finally gets caught and, uh, you know, led into a car. But Bond pokes his eye out and sees all these uh, uh, tanks. Yeah. All these tanks. And here we go. Because at this point in the movie, I remember being like, man, I like this movie. I've seen it a million times. But I'm just sort of, like, feeling a little, like... I've just seen this movie so many times just kind of wanted to like move on yeah. and then the tank chase starts
1: and you're like holy
0: yeah, shit. This is, this is
1: like the best part of the movie. It's so fucking great. So it's a real, a real tank. Real they, tank. They bought uh, I did some research they bought three tanks. They bought several tanks. They had to buy yeah, them. So they course. bought them from Russia. Yeah. They are, uh, it turns out they're about um, what was it 42 tons a piece yeah. the three of them and they used a Two two block section of Saint Petersburg yeah. to shoot all this shit. So while they, were they filming. they had to get engineers to come in and yeah. prove that they wouldn't damage the like historic buildings. Yeah. And roads so
0: and everything stuff. that gets broken is on a soundstage in uh, in England, right? In yeah. London, right? But every all the all the street scenes that you see were filmed in Saint Petersburg. Apparently, it was really dangerous uh, for the crew, and they had to have all these bodyguards. And people were constantly trying to rob and steal from them, and it was just <laughs> a fucking gong show. Because it was one of the first major Hollywood movies still in Russia after the fall, right? Yeah, so yeah, it was a, a big lot deal of filming in Russia too. Big deal, a big, really cool, really really cool. Uh, just every time he crashes through a wall or bursts oh, through man. something, there's a
1: scene where he does kind of like a burnout in oh, it. The so
0: sound cool. effects there, like that, yeah, like you hear oh, like the
1: chain going. Oh, it's so the good. whole time. It's so good. So the best scene, the best moment of it, I think, is um, the scene where so he plows through a a Perrier truck. Oh the per- then, the product placement Yeah, and then goes through this um statue of like a soldier on like a Pegasus on a horse. That's a yeah.
0: it's a, it's a, it's not the Nike? <laughs> no, that's in France. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what it looks like. That's a real statue.
1: Yeah. So he it blows right through it, it and it gets stuck th- to the top. Yeah. So check this shit out. So I mean obviously the statue is a fake, but they had to actually have the tank blow through a replica of yeah. the statue, and they wanted this thing to get stuck to the top of it. So the way they decided to the first try filming it was, they just put like a big like metal wire or whatever like running through the bottom of it that was at the right height where the tank's gun would probably go yeah. through it, hoping it would just get stuck up there, and it did. So they plow through it, and that is all real. That statue really gets yeah. stuck to the top of the tank you and really tell. drives around with Dude. it. Bond up until
0: the infamous, terrible Die Another Day, like these movies, with, with the exception of the like, really obvious couple of scenes. Stuck to traditional effects miniatures, yeah, it's like explosives. This is like, full size, shit, man. This is
1: huge, crazy. yeah. This, this is crazy big, what they do, you, and you
0: can tell you can t- it has the weight and I, it just fucking smashes it's so, through things. It's
1: such a blessing that it worked, dude. They the wouldn't scene, have shot it that way. The first scene when he's getting away,
0: and I love how he's constantly swinging out of his or I was constantly swinging out of his flask the entire time. He didn't do it before, he's starting to get nervous now, yeah. And the scene where like you see them. Drive and he looks behind him, and there's nothing, and the tank just comes through the wall. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just comes through the wall, coming at them. I like the part where he's, he's running, they're running over like pedestrians, like, use the bumper, that's what it's for. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck.
0: It is just an unreal scene. It is so good. Um, and so, then finally, it have a showdown. How does with, it end? Well, the train. So, that train, first of all, a hard black angular train with a red yeah. star on the side. So cool. The Soviet missile. Train. Oh so it's Bond fucking uh, gets to the other side through this tunnel and the train is coming at it at full speed and Trevelyan's like rammed it rammed the train yeah. rammed it and he fucking blasts it with his tank, the tank gun. and then jumps out and the train fucking rams into the tank and derails yeah and they get in and you know he gets in there and he thinks oh I also wrote uh, Trevelyan also sexually assaults uh, <laughs>
1: he sure does uh, Natalia real yeah, he bad just grabs her he's like James
0: and I used to share everything together.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's not creepy in the rest of the movie and he just turns real creepy at the end. He has real rapey there. Yeah, he's real like, rapey. He says she
0: tastes like strawberries or something weird like that. Yeah. Strawberries. Strawberries. Yeah. This is Northern accent. Strawberries. Strawberries.
1: Uh, so... Okay. So that's... We
0: already talked about this but I wrote... But he, goes, he goes, six minutes, James. I'm going to... Give says you the same that, six minutes you gave me. It's just like... I'm a little unclear why he hates Bond so much because of that, and yeah. now I think
1: what you're saying makes sense that it was his plan all along. Yeah, I, I like that's. That's the only thing that explains everything. Yeah, either way, it's that he thought he had six minutes to get out, but he only had three because Bond changed the timers. But then, like, it's also that's kind of ridiculous villain type shit because it's like. Of course he would have done the same thing. He even says to him in that scene, he's like when Orwell has a gun to his head, he's like he's like, finish the job, James, Blow them all away. Yeah, I don't like, get see, I don't get it. Like, uh, it's tough,
0: man. It's a tough one. Like he
1: didn't, if he did if he didn't
0: think he was shot in the head, he might have even yelled to him, Hey, it's only three minutes. Future listeners, when well, we're really famous and this podcast is huge. When you come back to listen to this episode.
1: Yeah, a couple months from now.
0: Yeah. Two, two, three weeks from now. Uh, can you figure that out? Yeah, please. And let us know. That would be really
1: great. Right in. Right in, yeah. Handsomevoicepod at gmail.com. It's a right in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, we got a lot. There's still some
0: more movie to this. There's still quite a bit of movie to this. But here's one thing. So this part in the video game is one of the worst painful... Awful, cruel. Oh, is this
1: where you're trying to cut your way out of the tank with the laser watch? Yeah, Yeah. that's
0: a pain in the ass. It looks like a pain in the ass (laughs) in the movie, too. So they get out, James cuts their way through, just she's hacking Boris at the same time. She figures out out where he is. She figures out Boris's ruse. Uh, We're almost done, we're about the last act. So they get out of the train, it blows up, awesome. Um, They figure out where they were going, and it's Cuba, Cuba, right, where that big satellite is.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's really shot in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, but yeah, so long, long story short, they meet Jodan Baker there, uh, and he uh, tells, gets oh, on the they plane. Fu-
0: we forget, they fucked right after the train exploded. Oh yeah, for sure. Because she's so turned on by it, she wants to fuck Chris yeah. and stuff. Yeah, because so
1: now they're lovers for the rest of the movie, yeah. and like, they're kissing all the time. Um, yeah, they have to go find the, the second dish that they're going to use to fire the second Eye satellite. And uh, they get in a little plane. They tour around Cuba. They pass over this lake a couple times. Seems pretty obvious that it's in the lake, Brilliant. since that's where it's supposed to be, and there's a big lake there. But they don't put it together. Big missile comes right out of yeah. the lake. Missile shoots <laughs> out of the lake. That and was them. pretty I dope. I like that part. Too. Yeah, it hit the fucking plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, crash. And oh, this is the big showdown. Yeah. Finally. And so so
1: basically, the end of this is. Uh, y- y- you know uh, Trevelyan and Boris are trying to fire the gold no no, no we have heard about Zania you are talking about her oh yeah so she yeah her, so her, after, her,
0: she meets her end here. yeah so she doesn't look like she's coming this time yeah so after the plane crashes she, she always did enjoy a good squeeze yeah she rappels down to, to, to finish them off yeah. Uh, James wraps the helicopter's rope around her. He, no, he clips
1: her back into it. Yeah. Because right? she like she like
0: um. What do you what do you repels, repels down? Yeah. And he, then takes out the helicopter. Yeah.
1: Shoots the helicopter with his AK and it goes off and drags her through like to a, a tree like yeah. stuck to a tree and she gets like squeezed to death. Yeah. What,
0: she, what does he say? Like she always did enjoy a yeah, good she
1: did enjoy a good squeeze.
0: Wow. <laughs> so yeah. And then the, so the final scene is on the satellite. Obviously, you want to yeah. Well, so
1: the, they start inside the firing room like the command center or whatever and you get all. this shit where like they're trying to fire the golden eye satellite they've got bond and they've got natalia and then boris accidentally he gets a hold of james bond's pen and accidentally clicks it three times the whole clicking thing was hilarious right yeah and then um james bond and uh, natalia get out trevelyan and bond fight on the top of the dish uh this is what i loved because when
0: he kicks them off and grabs them they're yeah. like oh he's gonna save him and he's like yeah. for England James he goes no
1: for me yeah just, just lets drops him, drop, him. cold let, blood let's him go that's also to kill. gruesome like he really he. Fought. you show him slam onto the ground he lands like, um, you know in Family Guy when like Peter falls and it's like one arm's behind yeah. his back and his leg is twisted <laughs> he looks like that <laughs> and then everything the rest of the the whole thing blows up because all these like gas cans or whatever are blown up inside because Bo- movies Boris uh, some sort of tanks of liquid yeah. nitrogen explode he goes,
0: I am invincible which yeah. is
1: his tagline we're going to cut that in 100% I'm, yeah, yeah. I am invincible I am invincible and he gets T-1000 oh real t- good turns to real good li- liquid nitrogen and then everything ends with a little well, package the the the, the, whatever it, the whatever you call it the antenna of the dish when yeah. it collapses it falls down and goes right through uh, yeah well. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And then, of course, it ends with him kissing the girl, but you know he dumps
0: her a couple weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a piece of Jeez, shit. She is definitely gone by... Uh, by Torn Ever Dies. Yeah, Torn
1: Ever Dies.
0: Uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, that's Goldeneye in a, in a nutshell. God, I love that movie, it's man. great movie. What do you get? I give it five Walther PPKs out of five. Yeah,
1: I give it... Uh, Two upper atmosphere explosions. Out of two. Out of two. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to be back with some questions uh, in just a couple minutes. Second.
0: <coughs> I'm a man of few words. And a question. All right, we're back with some questions. Question time. All right, I only have a couple questions. Okay. They're both Bond related. Cool. Uh, first one is, what is your favorite Bond movie?
1: Um. I think I will have to say that Goldeneye is my favorite Bond really
0: movie.
1: I've seen it I rewatch it the most times I love Casino Royale and all four I even like Quantum of Solace oh god um, I love those movies if we're ever gonna do a bad Bond movie podcast we'll do that and we'll due to a kill yeah due <laughs> to a kill is hilarious it's bad uh, it is bad though Grace, um, no Grace Jones is a different one I do like um, like Dr. No and, I don't like Dr. Uh, no that, that's bad Um, Goldfinger. I thought it was was always
0: pretty fun. See, that's my favorite. Yeah, my favorite Bond movie is Goldfinger. My second favorite is This Golden Eye. Then I like Casino Royale. Then I think Skyfall rounds it out.
1: I just like Golden Eye so much because it's special. It's it's truly a Bond movie through and through. But all the character and and you know things like accoutrement that come with it being made in 1995. The problem with a lot of the Bond movies
0: like a lot of the Roger Moore era ones and there's good Roger Moore movies for sure there's a couple of classics right the problem is is that like you never really bought him after a certain point
1: like, the early Roger Moore ones are the good yeah, ones yeah but like
0: later on in his career you never really bought him as Bond anymore and you could tell his like his natural aloofness made it hard to be convinced that he really that, he, that even James Bond would care about these situations so they never really felt like they were very high stakes
1: no it's Whereas, it's, it's with, almost like ironic or like satirical or something kinda, at that point kind of or parody tw- towards, of itself like I don't know if ever saw Never Say Never Again?
0: That yeah, was I've like, seen them all, but... That was the Sean Connery one that was done without the oh, blockbuster permission. Came, or he came back. Yeah. yeah. So that was very similar. That was basically a parody of Thunderball. That was like taking oh, yeah. a... That was like taking a good Bond movie that I liked and making a satire of it with shittier, <laughs> with shittier effects, a bad budget, and an old fat Sean Connery, which is not what I wanted. And old Roger Moore was the, son of the same way for me. It was like, yo, you're done. It's over. Yeah. And so... Uh we haven't even talked about Dalton. But those movies are interesting and they're I other, think they're right? really good. They're interesting. I think they
1: hold up pretty well. He's a really intense guy. That's the problem like, is he's too intense for the era. It is like you, I, I was gonna say earlier that like at one point Dalton was earmarked for Goldeneye. And they thought it was gonna be the last Dalton movie, and ended up being Pierce Brosnan. Only the thing is, is, Dalton was the bridesmaid, man.
0: They never, they never wanted him. They only yeah. wanted, they only wanted Brosnan. But
1: almost hum- ahead of his time, because that's kind of how Brosnan plays it,
0: right? Yeah, like, he's pretty humorless. But the, pro-
1: but the thing is, is that Dalton was humorless at
0: a time when we still wanted humor. It was still the '80s. Like we were still looking for like yeah. a more lighthearted Bond, and he was too, he was too humorless, and the themes were too lighthearted. That his humorlessness clashed hard. Yeah. With the exception of License to Kill. Like, that was a license good one. to skills line. are really good. Living Daylights was. Ridiculous. Yeah,
1: Uh, it's got its moments. But anyway,
0: yeah, I do like my favorite's Goldfinger. That's always going to be my favorite. That's that to me. That's the most quintessentially James Bond. There's one part where he says, "I can't remember what the exact quote is," but he goes, "Listening to something like that is like listening to the Beatles without earmuffs," because he's (laughs) such a crusty old man and he wears that super
1: gay blue uh, onesie. Oh my god, that's the best. The blue leisure suit with like really high shorts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: It's the like nobody wears gay outfits you know, nobody wears gay outfits straighter than <laughs> Sean, Connery. Sean Connery Oh, Zardoz. Zardoz. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what else is in that movie is um, something I want to put in my house one day there's a scene where they go into M's office and the door to M's office is this like studded leather Yeah, door. It looks like a chair. Yeah. But it's in like a X yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. I wanna room. have like
0: a, a man den that has a door like it's that. So you have funny. to use a key card to get into it yeah. all my friends and it will weighs have,
1: like two hundred pounds. And all my
0: friends will have the key card, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, so that's so your favorite Bond movie is this and That's cool. Totally yeah. respect that. Who's your favorite Bond?
1: Yeah, I thought you might ask me this. Um, I actually didn't say Daniel Craig is my favorite Bond. I just cause like he is... I mean, Bond... The, he, it's hard to say an answer to any of these questions because they're different, right? Even though it's the same character... Well, here's my they're theory. All, they're all these different filters. Here's my
0: there. fan theory of James Bond, and it kind of gets confirmed a little bit by all the different ends. Is there is no... 007 James Bond. That's not a real person. That's the codename That's just name. the position. Like you're when you're 007, your name is James Bond. Right. are all different people, I guess. Yeah. But that's a theory. It's not confirmed. Whatever. My my favorite Bond is always going to be Sean Connery. I yeah. I can't. That, Sean Connery's number ten. I can't not like from Russia with Love. Like people talk about hardcore from Russia with Love. Such a good people movie. People thought, well, hardcore close quarters fight scenes in the down, Craig. Man, Robert Shaw, like from Jaws, like when yeah. he's when he's the KGB agent. Fighting a stemper, stemper or whatever his name was when he's fighting like the East German agent when he's fighting Connery in the train and they're just having that fucking brutal
1: throwdown and from Russia with love yeah that scene is still intense is that the one that they reference in uh, one of the new the Craig movies with. Um Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. That's always going to be my favorite. Do you have any questions yeah, for me? That's a good one. Um, yeah, we'll do a Bond question as well while we're on the topic. So, uh, you can give me any one of these. And that's not going to be your favorite, but I my wrote down favorite. Bond Girl, Bond Death, and Bond Vehicle. Oh.
0: Bond Vehicle is going to be the Aston Martin in, uh, in Goldfinger in, for sure. Yeah, that one's great. Uh one girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those classics are real good. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. Michael, Monica Bellucci in Skyfall. Oh yeah, she's. I love yeah, her. She's so.
1: I, it's funny. Mine was a modern one. I said Ava Green. Oh, yeah. take it back, Ava Green. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> about, I guys. forgot about. I forgot about Ava Green. And a great actress in that movie. But just her, her as a person, physically so beautiful, and her character yeah. so attractive. Her is a real person, great really person. cool person. What kind of a name is Vespa Lynn. Yeah, Lind. Vesper. Parents were quite.
0: What well, do you say? Your parents quite mean, eh, or something like that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was, all I can think of is uh, Maverick. Would your parents not like you or something? Yeah. Um, how about death, you got a, a good bond. Uh,
0: yeah. I like it when he drops. Uh, when he when he finally gets rid of um Blowfell, when he drops him in the the smokestack.
1: Yeah, yeah. On his Uh, his, uh, wheelchair. Yeah, Yeah. fair eyes only. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. That's pretty funny. Uh, I actually wrote down the girl in uh, Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't see it. Yeah, oh, but she gets covered in gold paint, yeah. and that like uh, suffocates her. Yeah. I guess like that can kill you. So there was always a
0: rumor that they killed her by accident, right? Yeah, it was a, a Hollywood rumor.
1: Well, and then also this might be apocryphal as well, but I always heard that like that can kill you. So when they shot that scene, they had to leave a big patch. They did, yeah. I don't. I mean, I feel like you could probably still cover yourself head to toe in gold paint. Not for very, minutes, not for very long. So it would be okay. But. No, they left her there. For, they gave her drugs, right? That was the whole uh, idea. Okay. Uh, uh for vehicle there's tons of cool cars there's a 77 Lotus Esprit and the Spy Who Loved Me That's good that I, I, I was do cool. I do like I do like the more era cars man Yeah yeah, they're yeah, they're definitely like they're not that classy like the classy metal like classic no, cars. No, sports cars, cool dude. Sports yeah. cars. And then um, I also wrote down the boat from the world is not enough. Oh K- yeah, Q's fishing boat. That boat
0: scene was pretty cool. I did like yeah, that. That was, I remember,
1: that was the best part of that movie. Probably wouldn't hold up great now, but no. I remember really liking that. <laughs> uh, and then one last question. So we're talking about um, the Mask of Zorro and how there are no Mexican actors in it. So let's take a moment to appreciate the ones that there are. Like you already said a few. You earlier, but uh, my, give me some favorite so Mexican
0: American actors, Danny Trejo, Mexican American actors. Yes. Uh, Danny Trejo, or Mex- whatever. Uh, Danny Trejo, well, because Doro's a Mexican American character. He's yeah. from California, right? Yeah. He's not, he's not a Mexican, he's Mexican American, yeah. right? Uh, Danny Trejo, Jay Hernandez, and Michael Pena. Okay. are three Mexican-American actors who come to mind who are... I love Danny Draco, man. Yeah. Heat. You know who Michael Peña is. He's an Ant-Man. He's the sidekick who has the funny stories and
1: yeah. stuff Yeah! Like oh, like man. Like my cousin Rico, man. Like oh, God, that he's guy. He's the best part of those movies. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, I wrote down two that you didn't think of. Uh, so, Ricardo Maltoban? Oh, yeah! Uh, con. Not in a lot of things, but he's fucking great. He's con? Yeah, he is con. Yeah, he is Mexican, isn't he? And also, Luis C.K. No, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... My favorite, Selma Hayek. Oh, the the love of Chris's life. My yeah. By all time. Selma. Hottest she's female hottest. celebrity Fuck, for me. Fuck oh, I love her. I love her so I much. Love I love her. her and everything. She's still beautiful. beautiful. She's in her sixties and yeah, she is a she's... fox. I can't wait for the Hitman's Bodyguard two,
0: which is pr- primarily about her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, she was the best part. Have you not seen that movie? No. If you're a Selma fan, watch the Hitman's Bodyguard, dude. Okay. All right. Is uh, that it for questions? That's it. We're gonna be back with what we learned. Bye. Longest episode ever. But you know.
1: I learned something today.
0: All right. We're back with what we learned. Chris, what did you learn? I
1: week? learned... I feel like I learned a few things uh, this week. I learned a couple things. So, I learned that um, a used tank costs about $20,000 Canadian. So, wow. I mean, getting in here seems like a problem, but I mean... Once we get it here, I feel like put get a few guys together. For, yeah, put our money in. I don't need to own it myself. You know, three, four guys to get a tank. Buy some farmland, you know, out in the country. Or shoot and, a tank gun. Yeah, just shoot shit around. You know, I always heard... I don't know if it's even true, but I always heard um, Ronnie D. James, uh, a.k.a. Aphex Twin, yeah. that he's, like, a really rich English guy. He's English. He's English. Yeah. Uh, that he... With some of his money, he has, like, a lot of land, but he bought an old tank so that he could just drive around and, like, I've crush also, shit. I've also heard that about him. Yeah, him and his friends. Window liquor? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Um, and... Uh, I learned, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna school you on something. So you mentioned earlier Severnaya, where the golden, the first GoldenEye tests for the firing uh, facilities yeah. the satellite is. You said it was in the middle of Russia. So that's where they show it on the map. Yeah, in well, the that's, what, that's I, I, as they show it in the movie. So yeah. Severnaya is not a city. It is an archipelago oh. uh, off the northern coast of Siberia in the Arctic Circle. So that's probably what it was originally supposed to be. Yeah, and there were a lot of research stations up cool. there during um, World War II and the Cold War interesting fact about Severnaya, the archipelago, it is the last significantly sized archipelago to be discovered. It was first noted in 1913 and not charted until the 1930s. Wow. So, there you go. I learned That's a that. That's good
0: old timey discovery stuff there. I like that.
1: And then I also kind of learned, I feel uh, Martin Campbell taught me that um, the difference between villainy and super villainy is an excess of like hubris or an obsession with vengeance in your yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah. Both Montero and uh, uh, Trevelyan had it all going for them, right? Montero is a successful, you know, uh, nobleman. Spanish nobleman, and even Trevelyan is a successful black market arms dealer. Yeah, who can afford a missile train or whatever. The problem is when you go too big and you try to get flamboyant and about revenge. it and get revenge on your enemies and that's yeah. when it comes back to literally kill you in the form of gold raining that's down on your head good. or the, the satellite stabbing you through that's the heart. That's what's going to get Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Gold toilet's going to fall yeah. on his head. Uh, I learned a few
0: things. I learned that uh, Zorro is not a Mexican uh, folk <laughs> story. It is in fact an uh, American folk uh, tale written by a pulp uh, novelist I'm gonna look up his name right here I had this prepared but I, I, I stopped it to look at Michael Pena <laughs> um, uh, yeah it is uh, one sec here it was written I think in the 1919 originally okay by Johnston McCulley. Okay. Yeah, he created Zorro for a pulp pulp, uh, magazine. Originally Originally. Mexican, though, right? No,
1: no, no. Completely white American. No, no. I mean the character of Zorro. Oh, Zorro is is, well, Californian.
0: um, Yeah. Right. Okay. New Spanish, California, right? Right, right, So it's like it's actually oddly enough an American folk hero. If you really think about it, right? Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, he's defending California
0: from Spain. From Spain, you know, and Mexico. Yeah. right for the eventual American uh... so that was one thing I learned I thought that was really cool um, I also learned that uh, six minutes is never enough time yeah. <laughs> and that Russians are always the bad guys Cold War or not they're yeah. always the
1: fucking bad guys man the Russians are always bad. bad and let's be honest they're still kind of bad they're guys they're still kind of bad guys it's the, the most consistently evil country on <laughs> earth probably alright uh, anything <laughs> and else and on that want note wanted to add are you good after alienating the entire country of Russia? No, I think that'll that'll do it for today. Yeah. You know what? Much offense, man. Fuck you, Russia. Yeah. Peace Russia, out. Russia is asshole. <laughs>
0: yeah! From the Z to the O to the double R-O, he's a dude in a mask from the barrio. With his horse and his mask and his big old sword, he'll cut your butt from a 52 cord.